gentlemen, boys and girls, good morning and welcome to Living Split Screen, the non-console-centric platform that covers everything going on within the gaming industry. We take that RTS approach, and ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what that is, one, I'm not going to clown on you. Maybe you're not a gamer. Maybe you've been away from it like I have personally. Um, Real-time strategy games aren't for me, but... There were once something that was near and dear to my heart and I still really appreciate. So we take that RTS approach where we pull ourselves out of the world, look at the darker crevices of the map, pull all of our resources together, even our confidants if we have to, <laughs> build up our foundation um, and our community and just have this open conversation, open discussion, um, this live, raw and uncut, uh, authentic, organic, as some people like to say. It's early if you want to take a shot for that one already. But um, approach to everything that's going on with gaming, along with a lot of personal flair between me and my brother from another palm soul. But I got to start off with one of your hosts, Steel Rain. Uh, I, Steel Rain, I, the T is a seven. Everywhere, if you got to search me up, I'm telling you, I'm not going to uh, run away from you. I'm, I'll hit you up in the message if you send me a message. Um, if you want to get some gaming in, let me know. I'm here. Today, I do have some third-person Modern Warfare 2 Warzone 2.0 gameplay running for you guys in the background. So hopefully you enjoy that. Um, it's been Modern Warfare for me, again, I've said this previously, but I want to make this statement really quickly. This Modern Warfare, again, has been is the best Call of Duty has been since, to me personally, since Black Ops 2. Um, the feeling that I get every time that I play it, um, I'm probably, I'm like level 260-something now. Um, and I'll be quite frank and say that the game is really rewarding for you if you get kills, right? Um, especially in Warzone and whatnot. There's really rewarding with the XP, showing a lot of love. Uh, you get the battle pass, a lot of good stuff that comes in there. But overall, the game has been playing really smooth. Now, you'll see some of the issues where, for an example, uh, if you guys were tuned in behind the stage, um, you might have seen some gameplay um, or maybe you thought the stream was getting choppy. No, that's Modern Warfare 2. Uh, when I load into Warzone every time, no matter what, and I'm playing on PC, um, I, there's like the game has to figure out where all its assets are, and it's on the SSD, so keep that in mind. But the game has to figure out all its assets, uh, where they're at before it decides to run smooth. Um, and that usually happens within the first 10 seconds of a lot of matches that I play. It's really weird. Optimization still needs to happen, but neither here or there. Um, Warzone. 2.0 has been a really fun time. I've been catching a lot of bodies. Uh, dubs have been, I'm not going to say they've been few and far in between, but we've been, we've definitely been catching some dubs. Um, and we've been having a good time with that. Me, Mav, Pong, I'm going to put some clips of that. We got some dubs together. Uh, we have at least like three, maybe four dubs at this point together. Um, until we found out that they didn't count until you sat out completely through the entire outro cutscene, which was kind of annoying, but you know, Neither here or there. Again, Call of Duty has to work its things out. Warzone 2.0, um, it's going to be around for some time, man. Call of Duty stronger than it ever has been. And uh, I've seen a lot of people playing the third-person mode that once they played it, they deleted PUBG. Um, they said, this is, I would rather be playing this than PUBG. Uh, this gives me better feelings of what I was want, what I was expecting out of PUBG originally. 
um, when they play the third person mode. So that's been also interesting to see, right? Um, PUBG, a game that's kind of the grandfather of the Battle Royale, really. Uh, the one that had its identity stolen by Fortnite. And then Fortnite has... I'm not going to say that they bastardized it because they didn't. Fortnite has made it bigger than it possibly could have been by itself. PUBG wouldn't have done what Fortnite was able to do. Um, and then leading into Warzone with Call of Duty, uh, I don't think PUBG would have been able to do what either one of these behemoths are capable of. And again, uh, it comes down to dev talent, right? Uh, you either going to change some things and make sure that you keep up with the Joneses um, as you move further into the future. Uh, or going to get left behind. And this is a good example of, hey, if Activision had to be the one to put out a third-person Battle Royale mode that's comparable to PUBG and people like it more, that's something that you have to deal with with the industry. Competition is real. Competition is alive. And I think it's better than never personally. But that's enough of me. Um, I'm getting to some of the other things that I've been playing. Um, I also have some hot takes about some games here. But... That's a. I think we're gonna be filled with some things today. Uh, pause. Uh, <laughs> neither, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, I think we're gonna have a good time today, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a, a week. Uh, we took a week off. Um, personal things. Also, um, we just got a lot of conversation that we're gonna get into today. So hopefully, you guys are locked in, loaded, and uh, just ready to listen. And on the audio side of things, guys, I apologize. I definitely want to work on doing something. Um, at least a thumbnail, a little bit of an audio clip or something. Uh, from this point forward to let you know, hey, if we're going to skip so you guys know what's going on. Uh, I just feel it. I felt really shitty when we didn't do the show last week um, because the audio listeners, y'all have been really consistent. And y'all have been every time I put on the episode that y'all are on it that week. And I greatly appreciate you guys for that. So, again, on the audio side of things, if you're listening, listen to this after um, Saturday today or if you listen to it today, I do want to apologize for that. But I want to thank you for tuning back in if you are. So, uh, boom. What's been up, man? How you feeling? Tell the people a little bit about your week, what you've been into, and uh, what you got on your mind, man. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Great to be back, Steel, again. Uh, we uh, talked about that uh, behind the scenes, uh, but for our audio listeners, it is great to be back. Like Steel said, we hate missing a week. Um, neither one of us like to do it unless we absolutely have to do it. But hey, your life happens. We aren't, uh, we aren't robots uh, here, yeah. so we are actually real. So things come up, and we got to skip. But it's great to be back after a week hiatus. Um, again, Saturdays never feel the same. My days never feel the same when I miss shows. And this week, we're, we're in the holiday season, folks. So podcasts are uh, getting sporadic uh, as things come up. And obviously, midweek uh, shows like PM and the PM go. So I'm rusty uh, this week. I have not talked a lot. I did, what, I did hop on Boom Show yesterday morning uh, for his Thanksgiving uh, special show. Uh, so I did do that, but uh, didn't talk gaming. Uh, talked about what we were thankful for community, which was a really cool thing. Shout out to Mr. Boomstick over at Double Barrel Gaming, one of the best in the business. If you're not already over there, please, please do that. Um, and while you're at it, hey, hit the like button and share us out. After a week off, smaller channels get hit. Uh, we don't get the we don't get the push uh, that the other shows do when we miss a week. So please do that if you got a quick second for us. Uh, but Great to be back, Steele. This week has been um, a mixed bag. Uh, obviously, Thursday was busy. Um, didn't get a whole lot of gaming in. Got some gaming in at night. Um, but uh, I've been going back, Steele, as I was telling everybody behind the scenes. Um, that's the life of a grazer. So I've got a list of games. Finish them. 
So I go back to them. Um, so it's not going to be exciting. I'm not going to be able to talk about the latest and greatest all the time. But this is real. This is what I do. So mm-hmm. I did hop into some Gungor Grave um, as that dropped. Again, uh, listen, the reviews are the reviews. Talk it's about obviously, it. Talk about it real quick. Obviously, it's obviously not for everybody. Okay? Uh, we all understand this. And, and there's going to be people that dismiss it and even ask. Again, there's a whole group of people out in this community that if you aren't playing the latest and greatest AAA, you're not playing. Well, guess what? That's not how it works either in real life. So we all have our enjoyments. Gungrave Gore is a absolute 100%, and we use this at, from time to time when a game comes out. But this one is the definition of a throwback to the 360 PS3 era. Explain 100%. that, Paul. Please explain that. Because okay. people take that and... Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, I always say gaming is art should be treated as such. I'm always going to run with that. And I'm always, and I look at a lot of games like that, right? Um, I can also be honest to say when a game is ass and I'm not feeling it and I don't like it like that, right? But when you, when you specifically say, hey, it reminds me of the Xbox 360 PS2 um, era type of game, to me, when I hear that, it's yeah. a game that's a game, right? Um, it was just, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It comes out. You play through it, you have a good time with it, or you don't, and you leave it at it as it is. It's not supposed to be something super magical to you. This isn't Devil May Cry all of a sudden. This isn't um, the greatest Bayonetta, or this oh, isn't, God. like, it's not supposed to be any of that, right? No. It's trying to invigorate an older IP that many people may not be familiar with, and I don't know if they did it the right way, but I don't think it's as bad as some people may. People... But. Listen, Give me your when, take on even, that. Yeah, even when Gungrave first came out, <clears throat> between the anime and the game, right back in the PS2 era, people didn't know. People still don't know to this day Gungrave a whole lot right. unless you happen to watch it or happen to play the game back on PS2. So it's still a, a lesser known IP. Would I have liked them to have some kind of huge budget so that they could have gone all out with it? Because I think Gungrave is a badass character who could really do yeah of course but that's not necessarily going to happen with an ip that does not have really a whole lot of brand recognition it's just not that's not how financially it works uh usually especially in video games it's too big of a risk so when i say a throwback to the 360 ps3 era what i do mean seal and you touched on it a little bit there this is this is a simple game. This isn't a complex game. Nah, now I will say that it does have a little bit more to it from a uh, battle system um, yeah. than some people are giving it credit for. There is some different things now. Do you, just like the 360 era when we got these double A really cool shooters that right. came out that kind of went under the wire, uh, went under the radar. Do you have to use? All of the the things that are given to you, all the uh, all the different um, abilities and stuff. No, you don't. You could you could simply pull the right trigger over and over and over again and play through the levels, right? You could do that. Yeah, depending. But, depending. Yes, depending. There, there's some you know boss battles you, you probably would have to use a little bit, but anyways, it's just pure fun if you enjoy that type of game. Now, right. if you're looking for something serious, if you're looking for something deep and complex and not open God of world, <laughs> not, no, no, none of that. that. None of that. If you're looking for something on the Devil May Cry level, it's not that. It's not that at all. But 
it's just a mindless turn off your brain, sit down, blow up a bunch of shit, kill a bunch of dudes kind of game. Yeah, AI cool. is a throwback to the old yeah. AI. And actually, I will give it an additional little bump here by saying that it turns from your classic third person kind of shooter mm-hmm. into a bullet hell. Yeah, real and quick. I think that it, real quick. And what I mean by that is you're going to get swarmed with enemies and it gets hectic. And what seems to be easy when you first start out, all of a sudden you're dodging. You find yourself really trying to get out of the way because you are eating bullets a lot, left and right. And uh, so Gungrave Gore, um, I know ACG had a scathing review. He said it was one, probably yeah. the worst one he's reviewed. I didn't agree. And, I, and um, I'm on board with ACG. ACG and I like similar games. But, you know, he was playing on PC. He said that he was having a problem with um, uh, react uh, with the um, uh, latency, uh, that there was, seemed to be a lot of lag in the controls. Now, I didn't experience that on Series X. I did a few times with the dodge button, but sometimes that felt a little slow. Your character, uh, Gungrave, he feels a little slow as well. Yeah, he's a hulking kind of dude. He's a hulking kind of dude, and they have run. They don't have like sprint in it, and when you're running, it is slow. And I mean, he does feel slow. Yeah, but the other thing too is like I, I at least feel like you're meant to take damage too because yeah, you can get your health you back. So it's kind of like it's meant to put you because I when I started playing and I was kind of like oh I'm trying to dodge stuff and not get hit yeah. and then after a yeah. while I was just like okay this isn't working so like I'm I'm more so just annoying myself trying to dodge everything so yeah. it gets got to a point where it's like all right I'll dodge a little bit dodge important things and then you know maybe send the missile back do the move that sends the missiles back or shoot uh, go over here shoot these guys those, focus those two mile per hour missiles yeah the slow as fuck yeah the, <laughs> But again, that re- that really reminds yeah. me of those old arcade cool. booth style yes. games, right? Where you get in, you get a run in, see how far you can get, and kind of leave it at that. That's what I. That's the feelings that I got. From I think that. that's the best way to describe it, Steel. Is it's like an arcade game. I think that's the best way. Yeah, to describe it is. It. If you guys remember it the is. old school arcade game, it, that's that's exactly what this is. So if you if you're one of those people that are are that are really um, value your time and I, we all value time yeah i mean but yeah, if, you, if you're one of those gamers who look look i've got to play something that you know and just captures me every time i sit down to play i don't want to waste any time with a game uh that isn't going to give me something uh great emotional in return or like this is not the game for you but if you're one of those people like me who sometimes just wants brainless fun and to sit down gungrave check it out it's on game pass it, no risk if you got game pass download it i would have never paid full price for this game uh you know what they're asking for i think that this is a 50 dollar game isn't it um i th- i think it is for a 49.99 dollar game i think it's 49.99 look no nah, no nah. i'm not gonna sit here and try to say that this game is 9.99 20 bucks but that, yeah Maybe twenty bucks. Maybe. I can do twenty. I can do a good yeah, dub. 20. A good dub. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah. I spent a dub on a lot of worse things. I spent a dub oh, on yeah. gas. You know what I'm saying? So uh, sure. you know, for sure, I, I can uh, see it around there. <laughs> right. um, other than Gungrave, um, put uh, put a little more time into Pentiment. Okay, Have a great time uh, with that. Again, the writing is so well done. 
Um, just got to the point of uh, first murder happening. Okay. Um, and so started that. Uh, your decisions do matter in the game, uh, which is always, again, something that I look for. And, of course, Obsidian being some masters of uh, the uh, written word, uh, this game is there uh, with all of that. So got back into that a little bit, having a good time with that as well. Again, got to be ready to read a book. This is not a game that you skip through and say, yeah, just get me to the action part. No. 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 It's not that this at all. Is, this is straight up a narrative, narrative game. Uh, but I am enjoying it. Uh, again, the team put a lot of love into this game. Uh, I'm not playing it just because the team put a lot of love into it. I love that era of time. Like how they, again, the research that, that went into this, um, we don't talk about religion, right. obviously, on here, but it's a very religious, heavy game yeah. because of the time period. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Focus, the yeah. Story, all of it is about that. Again, I come from Makes a Catholic sense. background, Catholic schools, read the Bible multiple times. There's a yep. lot of interesting stuff in there if you yeah. like that. Yeah, if you well. actually read the yes. Bible. If you yes. actually yes. have read it, guys, we yes. can have a different, we can have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. so there's a lot to this <laughs> game. Uh, loving that. I uh, actually did, uh, was um, helping the wife yesterday, obviously put up Christmas stuff. So I was on and off and on and off and on yesterday. Uh, but I did sit down and actually get some Persona 5 Royale in again. A little bit more of that uh, again. Game, game is a masterclass, man. Atlas is just so good at what they do. Another game. Listen, you got to be ready to invest hundred plus hours, probably closer to one hundred and fifty hours into this game. Gotta love the relationship building. Uh, again, could you skip through the scenes? Sure. But the, the meat of the game is in the relationship building. That's what personas are about. It's about your teammates. It's about the, learning about the people and all that good stuff. It's about doing the small things like going to school, you know, all that kind of craziness that some people are just completely turned off by, and I totally understand why. You love JRPGs. You like that. You get this in spades with Persona 5 Royale. Still... Uh, again, just one of the best out there. And uh, so having a great time with that. And then like Steel said, Modern Warfare. Listen, um, have not been doing a regular multiplayer. I've been hanging out with these guys uh, from time to time on Speculation Fam and Steel and everybody um, and playing Warzone. And again, I'm not hey. a Battle Royale guy. I'm not a Battle Royale guy at all. Um, it's still, this is one, this is probably the best Battle Royale I've ever played. The most fun I've ever had, probably because I'm with great teammates. Um, the thing about Battle Royales, and this is, the, this is a me thing here when I'm going to talk about this, and this is one of the problems I have. Listen, you got to have some killers on your team. You got to have good teammates. Um, and if you are the one that's the caboose, if you're the one that's holding it up, Battle Royales can make you feel a certain way. Uh, again, that's a me thing. Um, but if you're off, and again, I am nowhere near the Jaspers, the Steels of the world. I'm nowhere near them now and nowhere's near what what mav can do over there as well i have my moments where i can be good but i also have a lot of moments where i can't be good and if i'm in one of those moments like i was one of the nights we played it's not you're just sitting there and you feel like you let your team down and you get killed off and you gotta wait and hope that they can get money to revive you back it's it's a struggle man it's a struggle that's my thing with battle royale uh, but otherwise, Warzone, like Steele said, uh, you know, 
just freaking fabulous. Uh, one of the best Call of Duties to come out probably the past decade. Uh, East, uh, absolutely just simply a fantastic game. Love yeah, everything right. about it. The guns feel so good. Yeah. Everything about it is rewarding. Every gun feels good. Yeah, every thing. gun has its... Again, of course, there's people out there yeah, that are going to find down them, and nitpick and all that kind of stuff, but the guns all feel great. And um, just having a blast. Having a blast with these guys. Um, getting to know Warzone. Getting to know a Battle Royale for once. Again, I did a little bit with Steel with Naraka as well. I like Naraka, the melee aspect of Naraka. But... Uh, Call of Duty is, is again, this is going to set the bar very high for all. So that's been my week, folks, uh, of gaming. Uh, oh, oh, I should mention, too, Gunfire Reborn. People skipped over this game. Listen, don't skip. I have been playing Gunfire Reborn, too, uh, almost daily now. I, I've been picking it up and playing through at least one run. Because for people who don't know, first-person shooter, roguelike, it is on Game Pass. Um, this game is good. And I have, I've only been playing it solo. You can play this co-op as well. Um, this is a great game. If you're looking for a different kind of roguelite, if you want an FPS, it's got a cartoony uh, aesthetic to it. Um, this is a good game. This is a fun game. The loot, the weapons, the different skills, all of that is there. So if you're looking for one of those games to pop in, maybe get like a you know 30-minute, 45-minute, maybe hour run, um, Download Gunfire Reborn. Uh, I, I highly hmm. recommend it. it. It is very good. I've been having a really great time. So uh, that's another one. Yeah, nice. Um, for me here uh, this week and a little bit of last week, there was uh, quite a few games that I've been kind of in and out of. Um, more, more so, again, you see here, guys, I've been really jumping into Warzone 2.0 heavy. Um, that's been my main multiplayer game that I've been kind of, that's really had me, had its grips on me. Um, Sonic Frontiers is still on that list. Uh, I haven't been, I haven't got gotten through it because of Warzone. Um, or just me playing Call of Duty. It's like now again when you have when you have friends, when you got a community, when you got people around you that like to play multiplayer games, especially if um people that like to play those types of games with you. Um, your gaming habits become extremely different, and this is something that I've always speak and spoken to, and this is why um I tend to have a problem with single player games and investing into them um and one of the biggest reasons why i will always speak praises of my, what game pass is doing and the possibility of what game pass can do because it's always going to give me an option to pick and choose and decide what i'm going to invest into versus what i'm not because again ladies and gentlemen whether you guys want to realize it or not time is of the essence right and not everybody has all the time in the world and if i have a couple hours to play the game i'm not going to spend a couple hours playing god of war i'm going to spend a couple hours playing some multiplayer games with some with some buddies catching some bodies because that's what i'm into now you know other people are going to have your thing and i feel like that's important to understand uh, what you're into to understand what game you like and find out why you're part of whatever ecosystem that you're a part of right because i've seen i've been seeing the conversation again and we'll we can talk about this during the show at some point um we could uh, this could be a, a perfect op opportunity to bring back the get some help segment but i saw a conversation happening again where people um people were talking about well what is the point of me having an xbox Right. Um, oh, Xbox again, complaining about Xbox. And again, I completely understand um, having an opinion and looking at the situation and saying, hey, um, you know, I just don't have anything, but I don't feel, I, you know, I, I see it over the horizon. Xbox is coming. 
But no, instead, what I see is the adverse, which is, oh, well, why, why isn't anybody speaking up about what Microsoft is doing? There's no games. and Everybody is settling for less. And, oh, y'all are just letting Xbox do whatever they want. And uh, nobody's really speaking up. And to me, it's like, okay, well, maybe you aren't plugged in with the right people or talking to the right people. Or maybe those people um, that you have around you aren't necessarily taking an outside approach and looking at it from a bigger from a bigger picture, right? Um, because again, nobody's telling you to wait. And if you feel like you are waiting, I have news for you, and this could be a hot take. Go sell your console to somebody else who will enjoy it more. I don't, and I, I, I guess the argument that you could throw back at me is like, oh, well, that's not the answer. The, the, uh, they should, the publisher just should have games for me. I should be able to enjoy my experience. Yeah, they should. But if that's not there, what are you complaining about? Because you're complaining about things that have been talked about, have been stated, and have been addressed by Satya Nadala, who is who? of microsoft please tell me that'd be, that, that'd be the big boss oh CEO. oh CEO. and also phil spencer who was given a brand new role of what the ceo of microsoft oh so if these people giving you this information is not enough for you then go sell your console you don't need it if you have a playstation it's doing better for you go play it but obviously the reason why you're speaking on it because you do want more. And if you do want more, then you have to look for the information to address, well, okay, where is more at? Oh, uh, it's, a, it's a couple, you're telling me again, it's a couple years away? Oh, it's a year away? Oh, it's the next year? Oh, I, oh, here I go, waiting again. I think we've all talked about this. I think we, there's tons of videos on YouTube that are, that are mentioning this. There's also tons of videos on YouTube um, and Twitter and TikTok that are also talking about the other side of it, where it's just, again, PlayStation heavy. Me, personally, and I know a lot of people don't like take, taking a stance, I do tend to take more of a neutral standpoint because I am more so of a neutral. I don't care enough to pick a side. But if I was going to pick, and if you're going to ask me my opinion, yes, we will have a very short-sighted and one-sided conversation because I'm confident and I know what I like. That's the point. I'm not complaining and saying, oh, um, ladies and gentlemen, like, what sense would it make for me to come on here and say, oh, I have no reason to play my Xbox because all my games are available to me on my PC? I, I have a newsflash. I have a Series X and I don't play it as often as I play games on my PC. One is convenience factor. Two, it doesn't really matter. It, it becomes a where are the games at at that point or who is playing at that point. Oh, people don't want to deal with crossplay. Oh, let me, let me jump over here. Oh, this game's available on console Game Pass. Oh, wow. Let me, let me do that. Oh, I, I can I can jump over here. I can have all of my games downloaded here versus my one terabyte of space where where I have almost six terabytes of space on my computer and terabytes of space on my computer. Like what? Like make it make sense. It's not about, oh, because I love this more. I can also recognize that this is this computer that people say that, oh, you spent $2,000 to play games. Some people might. And if, that, if that's a reason why you're buying a computer to play games, I have a really sad story for you. Or I have uh, not a sad story, but a flash, flash. Uh, it's, a, it's a news warning for you. 
That's not what this does. It's part, but that's not the main thing. And if that's your goal, you're wasting money. If you want something that plays games, get a console. If you want something that could do everything, that's what this is. So people trying to justify prices and try to tell people, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't be involved in this ecosystem because of A, B, and C. Bro, if you don't have reasons to stay, stay in certain uh, ecosystems or whatever the case, find your way out. Isn't it that simple? Or maybe you didn't grow up like I did, right? I, unfortunately, I wasn't, I wasn't able to keep everything as I grew up, right? We had to get, I get rid of the old when we brought in some of the new things. If I had new toys coming in, I had to get rid of some of my old toys to bring in the new toys. So maybe I have a different perspective on that. Ladies and gentlemen, you let me know, how do you guys play your games? Do you feel like you have to justify all everything that you buy to somebody or are you only justifying it to yourself? And as long as you're getting value from whatever you bought, you'll continue to invest in it. And if you're not, like most people that are frugal with money or the consumers that we're trying to reach, they will get rid of it. Because at the end of the day, it's an option. This is a hobby. This is a passion. This is whatever you want to consider it. It's not food on your table. It's not the roof over your house. It's not your job. It's not any of that. If it is, great. But, it's, but for a lot of us, it's not that. For the majority of us, it's not that. Me and Paul come here because we want to take an objective standpoint. We want to be um, kind of the voice of reason sometime. Although me and Paul don't necessarily agree on everything. We come from two separate generations. So we see things from different perspectives. But that's also what makes it interesting, right? We can have, if we get into a, not necessarily a debate, but we get into a, um, your, your opinion versus my opinion, it becomes a, okay, let's, let's, where do we stand? Okay, where do we stand? Where can we come to under, understanding each other? And how does the conversation move forward from there? It's never a, oh, let me attack you because I feel like you suck. Or let me attack you because I don't, ag I don't agree with you. Or let me attack you because I don't like the things that you're saying. That doesn't make sense. We can't ever grow like that. And I know this is, you know, I'm, I'm putting a lot on the table early on in the show. But this is just something that's been, I've been seeing again over the couple of weeks. And like I've mentioned on shows previously, when, this, when these things come up, I'm going to mention them because I am trying to speak to the other 3 billion gamers that we're trying to reach to. Now, whether you think I'm, we're getting there or not, hey, man, you're either going to help me, you know, help me get better or so we can talk to more people or you can shut your mouth and stay in the corner. At the end of the day, people that are like, it's one thing because I know, I know people say, oh, well, you don't want me to express my opinions about uh, Microsoft not doing this, this, and this. No. I do want you to be smart and use your resources, though. And, and, and when you say there's nobody talking about it and understand that you're being intellectually dishonest and ignorant, that's not the case. Stop waiting for shit. Who waits? Oh, Xbox gamers wait. No, nobody waits. Nobody said you had to wait. Invest in what you feel is necessary. Oh, uh, how do you feel? How do you feel about that, man? Um, again, just seeing that conversation kind of rear its its ugly head again. Um, people trying to justify their purchases and everything. And again, it's it's going to be different for us, especially we've been custom. I mean, we've been slaves to the customer service industry for our, for probably quite some time. So we have a di different perspective on a lot of different things, right? But 
when you hear these kind of types of conversations happening again, does it kind of like justify what some of the people, some what some of the people are saying, or does it kind of light that fire in you again to what you're on, what you're really trying to speak to versus what they're trying to speak? Yeah, I didn't know you were going this deep early. Um, listen, uh, pause. Let's see Ooh. here, Steel. Um, I don't think this conversation ever goes away. No, it's not, uh, and and, and and it always is simmering there again. I've spent a lot of time muting people, so I see less and less. Yeah, but I have seen, I have seen the people jumping into this community, some of the newer members of this community, for sure. Um, Luca always speaks about the The cucks. The the, the cucks, but the new gen, the new gen of uh, community members that pop in here. And these are people, the P, oh, well, the ones. Civic yeah. person. These are the people that I saw talking about this were yeah. vets. They these are guys. That have okay, been so part so these are, this is a, this is this is part of the norm. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, but Both I norm. see a lot of new people jumping in here too, trying to Bro. do this steal as well. Listen, again, anybody's on board with you speaking your mind. It's it's me and Steel for sure, one hundred percent. There's there's a point though, and I, and. I, Correct me if I'm wrong here. So still what you're kind of getting to is the fact that you're going to be, you're criticizing things and you're talking about things that have answers to them already. Yes. That again, this isn't a productive criticism. This is something that has already been answered. And if you, if you were somebody who maybe weren't a part of this conversation for uh, the past couple of years, um, who don't realize exactly what has been explained, what has been talked about, um, that the information is out there for you to go get. That okay. you, as somebody, as a community member, should probably do some research and some background checking to get a better understanding of exactly the topic that you're trying to approach um, with other people. Because, yes. again, that was that's always been one of my biggest gripes especially on the criticism of Xbox was, well, they bought all these studios in 2018. What have they, what have they been doing? Again, outside of rare, rare is one of them that can be fairly criticized that they got out, they got out sea of thieves, but they were working on Everwild that they didn't have a, another project that they had to get out the door that they published that were multi-plat rare is one of the studios that you could criticize. Yeah, 100%. But outside Criticize. of that, everybody else from the purchases, like around 2018, all those studios, if you go back and if you understand game development, if you've done your research. If you care. <laughs> if you care enough to understand, correct, 100%. But if you care enough to understand and you care enough to do the math and you go back and see what they were working on when Microsoft bought them and the fact that, Bill, everybody came out and said, we're going to honor all existing contracts when we make these acquisitions. Then you would understand that they were already in the process of or very close to shipping content. They were shipping games. And those games were multi-plat. And they had to support those games out the gate with the usual patches, all that kind of stuff. And then they started working on new projects. Mm -hmm. Then they started working on Microsoft exclusivity. Um, but up until that point, they weren't. So if that's the case and you look and you know development or you care enough, as Steele just pointed out, to, to get a basic understanding of game development, because, of course, 
most of us aren't game developers in this community. There are some of us like 3Bit out there that do understand it um, intimately. But if you just knew what how that worked, you would be able to do the math and say, well, let's see, most AAA games take somewhere approximately from start to finish, what anywhere from five to seven years. Well, 20, 20, about five to seven years, right? So that's generally good. You know, 3Bit said the average is probably six years from start to finish. You look at that, 2018, we're only in 2022. That's four years, folks. That's four years. No, we shouldn't be expecting games from all these studios. The cool part is, is some of these studios, like Obsidian, have put out smaller yeah, projects in between. Some of these smaller studios, like, you know, again, like Rare, who you can really criticize that they haven't had anything new since Sea of Thieves, but they've been taking care of Sea of Thieves and growing that into one of the biggest games out there that yeah. Xbox has put out. It is. Whether you like it or not, whether you enjoy it or not, it doesn't matter. They've been supporting the hell out of that game. So, again, it's that type of talk. If you're going to come criticize, you're more than more than welcome. Yeah, you're more than welcome. You, even if you have no knowledge and don't care to have any knowledge and you want to speak out your ass, you're allowed to do that here. I'm not going to tell you you can't do yeah, it. Don't, yeah, but, do but, it. But, there is, but, the, but to Steele's point, you're going to look silly. You're going to look silly. And for the vets out there that do this deal, again, why most of them are lumped into the circus for me, you're, if you're a veteran in this community, if you're somebody who claims to have a great understanding of the industry, and that's why you're here and you're talking passionately, and that's what it's all about to you, but you're going to talk this nonsense and this silliness about Xbox and about where they are, listen, then I'm going to come back and say, look, you're a clown. You're an absolute clown for being here because you're wasting everybody's time and energy, including your own, because you're just looking for seeking attention right now. You're an actor, okay? Yeah. Because you're not bringing that anything. Point. You're not bringing anything of value to the conversation. You're spewing the same nonsense that's been spewed. Again, Steele and I have both said this year for Microsoft, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, first, to party not have, first party wise, unacceptable. And But it spilled milk. What are you going to do about it? You're going to sit here and continue to same, say the same thing you've been doing basically since last generation started? Microsoft got no games? Because the other part of that, too, is like you can't ignore that they have done things to put games yes. in Game Pass. Correct. They have Correct. done things to, to try to feed their, uh, their, their ecosystem Correct. versus... You can't say they've done nothing. That, that like no, you got to no, say, no. oh, they just don't know first party. I have to recognize that. But there are other games there that just aren't from me, and that's not what I'm looking for. And, and to your point, Steele, if you're the gamer that's only going to play, which was what I was talking about, you're only looking for. The, if you're the type of gamer who is so selective in their gaming that you only look to the AAA big first party titles, those games that are there to wow you, I can't help you. I, I can't help you with uh, that. Then, then, then I, then I feel you. again, and, and if you're disappointed because you purchased on Xbox on the faith that these games were going to come out, I'm going to do the pandemic. I'm going to tell you're a terrible consumer. Oh yeah. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> hey, listen, I've done it. I mean, I've done it. My I mean, yeah, we've burned. all done it. I got we've burned with the Saturn. I got burned with the Jaguar. I got right. burned with a lot of different systems, right. That I, that I thought held promise. But if you are doing that, then why are you still out here complaining? Why aren't you moving on? Like Steele said, 
Why not just move on at that point? Again, at some time, you got to turn and look in the mirror and say, why am I putting up with this? If I'm so disappointed and I have options, why am I not moving on? Again, that's, that's where I'm at with it. And again, if you can't find something that you love about the system that you paid money for, then move on. Just move on. It's time to time to go. There's other quality systems out there for you. And again, if you're going to come back at me and say, well, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to Bethesda titles. I'm looking forward to Starfield. I'm looking forward to these games that Xbox right. is supposedly going to offer. Hell, then you just bought in too early. Nobody knew the pandemic was going to happen, which pushed everything back. But you can't sit here and say that Xbox isn't making moves. You can't say that Xbox has purchased all these studios and they're all kicking back again. As I always say, painting their nails and answering phones and not developing games. No, they're developing games, folks. They're developing games. But you're in the boat with the rest of us. Gonna have to wait. Period. It sucks. It sucks. Like, I look over at Sony's side and say, they've been delivering. Again, not all those games are games that I'm excited for on Sony's side. Shocking as that is. I know some people out here are like, amazed that there's people who aren't falling over running to the store selling off their firstborns to get playstation 5s to play god of war listen folks just again like the old god of wars love the old god of wars love kratos don't love hatred don't love the new god of war style i i think it's a great game i think it's a very good game but is it something i'm gonna go out of my way to go get a playstation 5 for no it's not and i know that's like there's people out in this community that want to say, well, then you're not a gamer. Okay. No, that's not that doesn't make sense. how this works. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works. I see people every day. I just went through a thread last night, Steel, of people out here trying to downplay Bethesda and trying to down, downplay Starfield. Now, if I wanted to as a Bethesda fan, could I jump in there? Yeah. Could and I have bring a, the smoke? Yeah. Could I actually get down? <laughs> I could. As someone who actually has played those games, has enjoyed them, and understands the the possibility of them, yes, 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 yeah. I could, but 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 I don't. And do I do I look at those people? And some of them, I can tell by the comments that you're just not Bethesda fans. Like, am I going to hate that person because they're not a Bethesda fan? No. Do I understand it? No. But I'm not going to get on Twitter and be like, "How can you not like Bethesda titles? What are you're not a gamer." You're not a gamer if you don't like Todd Howard's babies. What's wrong with you? Those no, are the real gonna, games. Yeah, those are the real games. I'm not going to do that. Again, gaming is diverse, folks. Yeah, should be. There's something for everybody, and not everything is going to be for everybody. That's how it is. Same people that complain about everybody posting about vampire survivors saying, yeah, like- that's you guys aren't real gamers. You just you just capping for this game. This is, you don't actually enjoy this game. Look, look, again, I, I could sit here until I'm blue in the face trying to explain to you why you should try Vampire Survivors, but I'm not going to waste my time. Because at the end of the day, if you're not into it, you're not, not, into, not into it. into it. But it's you not me. can't go around telling everybody that they shouldn't be into it or that they should be into it. Like, both It works both ways. That's not how it goes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you my experience with the game. I'm going to tell you whether or not I'm enjoying it, whether you decide to try it, whether you like it already, or whether you already dislike it. That doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's an opinion. The fact is, is that people are out here legitimately 
not just giving an opinion and then moving on, but legitimately arguing with people about whether or not they are a real gamer, whether or not they should be liking a game, whether or not why they should have a PS5 and not even own an Xbox. There's legitimate people out here trying to sit there and tell people what they should and should not do with their money and what they should or should not do with their time and what they should or should not do with their likes. And that's a problem. That's the problem. That's the problem we run into all the time out here, Steel. It's terrible. It's not what this community is about. We should be celebrating all games. Again, that's why I try to find the good in everything. Like I said, last night watching Monster Hunter, I, again, I try to find the good in every movie or every TV show I watch. It's very yeah. rare I come out and say, God damn, that was just trash. <laughs> yeah. That was awful. Very rare I do that. And I do the same thing with gaming. And I can look at a God of War, I can look at a Spider-Man, even if they don't interest me to the level that they interest others and still say, no, I understand why that's a good game and I understand why people love it. I don't like Nintendo. I don't like Zelda. But I can understand why people do. And I'm not going to be out here like that. Why do you like that stuff? That stuff is for babies. Why, why are you out here playing these games? You should be a real gamer. What are you doing over and that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all, Steel. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's always going to be my biggest point is at the end of the day, like, I don't know, maybe somebody we can have a, maybe somebody can have a conversation with me on how people do this, or maybe I can sit in with you, uh, like, uh, bring your friend to work day. Can I, can I like hang out with you and figure out when you're writing on Twitter? When you, where you have all this time to, instead of be playing your game to be tweeting, or to be on social media like that? Can somebody walk me through what that day looks like? I, I need to know. Because I, I can't seem to find it. I really can't. Between family, work, just personal. Work, they're just at work. They they're just work. at work. They're just at work. That's it? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's why they have all the time Two in the world. Spaces work. from work. Oh, that's, that's right. why they have all the time in the world. Oh, man. Wow. Well, um, good life. I wish I had a job like that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, I mean, hey, if you work for yourself, I hey, shout out to you, man. Damn. I mean, nothing against you or anybody that's doing that. I just find Ooh. it really weird um, because those are typically the people that are trying to gatekeep. And I, I don't know. I, I, for me, again, that's why you guys don't see me as active or in conversation with a lot of different people. And then when I do, it's really it's really, it's kind of rare. Um, but why you don't do that because i'm i'm then rather than doing that i'd rather be playing the game rather than doing that i'm listening to other podcasts rather than doing that i'm trying to you know expand my own mind right so it's like yeah tip says oh is twitter still a thing oh, of course it is man um again elon put out a post and was like oh i thought twitter was dying and again <laughs> re regardless of how you feel about elon bro like it, you guys, like at some point, guys, you have to do your research. Like, he might not be the greatest guy in the world, or whatever the case, but he's not the dumbest guy in the world either. Again, he made Tesla, uh, which is one of the most valued electric cars across the globe. Steel, he just he just bought Tesla from the other actual founders, and he hasn't done anything for it at all. He's also trying to do Starlink to give more people internet access that wouldn't have it in places that they can't necessarily get it. Um, so, I mean, hey, there's um, there's definitely a fine line with a lot of geniuses and whatnot. Um, there may be a fine line with him, but I do feel like 
he will at least put Twitter on the path that it should be on uh, versus what other people want. Again, it should be a platform for free speech um, and everything, but we'll see how it, we will see how it ends up going. Neither here or there. Uh, Casino said he deleted the Twitter app on his phone. It's the best decision he's made. Well, they've yeah. made. And Sorry, for some people, that's true. And there's yeah. some people that should do that. It's there's the, some people that legitimately can't handle that's social fine. media. And that's fine. But, I, and, but, but, but they stay on yeah. and you can tell. And they, they just hate it. For me, I, and I, I know we're getting on a tangent. We haven't even gotten to the upcoming games yet. But um, for me, I just, when it comes to people like complaining about social media and things like that, may, maybe, again, Pong, you're probably going to agree with me. Maybe it's just because I come from a different generation and I look at things differently. But like, if you're so bothered about what's happening on social media, maybe you should stop saying dumb shit. That's maybe it. you should stop doing dumb shit. You can't, you can't be the boy or girl who cried wolf. And then when you're going to throw rocks and not expect rocks back. Yeah. You can't throw rocks in a glass house. (laughs) Like what, like, what are you doing? That, that, That just makes no sense. Again, if you're new to social media, I feel you, but a lot of us aren't. Again, I've grown up with it. I'd be ignorant to think that I'm the only person that grew up with it. And a lot of the times it is people who are, um, in their 30, well, 25 plus who are, make it seem like they can't pull themselves away or I just maybe this is me and I'm just ignorant and I just can't it's hard for me to fathom or understand um just like some uh, some mental health problems could be hard to understand um this could be something of that same ilk maybe I, I just need to go educate myself some more but to me personally it's like guys you have full control over let me show you this device full control you can all right, let me let me show you what you can do. You can, you can put it down. You can turn the notifications off. Like I do. You know when I get notifications for Twitter when I open it, when I'm looking at it. Other than that, or from Pong, or the of certain people in our DMs that I want to hear notifications from. Other than that, come on, guys. But again, I've grown up in it. I understand what it is. I know how to pull myself away from it. Um, and I know how to fucking mind my business. Right, it was created to be addictive. It was created to be addictive. It was also creative to. It was also created for us to be able to socialize with each other, for better or worse. Sure. Something to think about, though. There are many tech CEOs, hundred percent, hundred percent, who have are on record as saying they do not let their kids on social media because it is addictive. Yeah, because they know Mm -hmm. they know what it was created to do. They know what it was. It was for the sheep. But the other thing too, because I mean, yeah, you're 100 percent right. Because people see stuff. I mean, I happen to, I see it on TikTok all the time. Uh, I see it on TikTok all the time to where, where people get information from there. I mean, people did this with Google. Again, we're just going through another generation of it. Where, because there came, came, there was a point, and when I was coming up, where it was like people were like, oh, go ask Google, and then it, it, there was a point where people, like my parents, especially, was like, hey, you can't believe everything Google says. That's not how that works. No. You have to do more research to like, you need to double, triple check your information to make sure that that answer is correct. Now, Google is a great resources is, is a great resource. And yes, you don't have to go to a book, but you have to be smarter about how to use your resources. That's the main thing, right? Um, is that we as the people have to be smarter with how we use the socials, uh, which pe- there's a lot of people who are making money off of it who are right. They see how it's used, know how people think, know how people work and boom, they, they you know, they can take advantage of the system. 
Um, but yeah, it, it is it is set up to be that way, and um, it is what it is, man. It's, it's engineered, man. It's engineered. TikTok is on another level because it was engineered by the Chinese government. Um, and it was it, listen, go watch the videos on how TikTok is promoted in individual countries or around the world and how different it is. The algorithm is set up to push different stuff to America. Oh, I can imagine it. Than it is to the Chinese people, right? I can imagine TikTok that. is set up completely different on a on a different depending on where you are in the world. It's set up completely different. The algorithm is sent to push nonsense to us Americans. Let me tell you that. That's why the kids love it. Yeah, uh, to a certain degree, and it's time also time waster. It, it, it is a time waste. It's it's to degrade society. Sorry, not to get all deep, but it is. It's 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 to bring down the level uh, of society. Yeah, and there's, believe it or not, there's there's de- there's <laughs> definitely a lot of that. There's definitely a lot of that there. To, but but then again, um, that's also why I say, hey guys, don't let don't let social media, don't right. let videos train your kids. Um, right. Right. Be aware of what they're watching. Um, again, that's me personally. That's my personal belief, and not everybody has that. And everybody has that time. Um, again, I'd be it'd be you would be ignorant to think that everybody's parents are the same um that everybody's in the same situation that everybody can take the time out to teach their kids and i i and that is the unfortunate part right um guys just try to try to do your best and um you know just keep those things in mind <laughs> the world is definitely a crazy place so. is this a gaming show yeah are we talking games we, we, so we, we, we let it we let into it, it we, we let it to it with some games but we had, yeah, had to put a little personal flair in there but uh again that's what we do here man uh but Let's get into some upcoming games and we can knock out some of these topics. Yeah, we got a hell of a week uh, coming up here, by the way, folks. Uh, depending on what you like, as we were just talking about it, not every game for everybody. But listen, this week's got some big ones. This week is uh, going to be a good week for sure. Uh, so, of course, this is going to be starting November 28th. Uh, and uh, we're going to start off with Inscription. Coming to Switch. Now, this has already been out on PlayStation. This is a game from Devolver. You know my love for Devolver. Devolver and Annapurna, two of the best when it comes to indie uh, indie games and finding them and publishing them. Uh, wow. This is developed by Daniel Mullins Games. This is one I am hoping shows up on Xbox. This is a strategy card game Okay. that is... On the horror-esque side. <laughs> Let's oh, put wow. it that way. Yeah, so Inscription is uh, something. Go watch some videos on it uh, if you don't know what it is. You'll get a better feel for what I'm talking about. Uh, but I'm really hoping this shows up on Xbox. Uh, this looks like a sweet game. Um, I really want to try it out. But it is finally coming to Switch. It's been on places. It's been on PC, of course. Um, and so uh, it's finally delivered. So Switch, uh, perfect game, by the way, for the handheld. This is going to be awesome on Switch. Hopefully a lot of people check it out, which probably will give it a bigger chance of coming uh, to Xbox as well if it does well on Switch. Uh, But Inscription, go check that out. Um, Then we've got, for all you VR folks out there, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2 Retribution, coming to Quest and PlayStation VR. Nope, not PlayStation VR 2. PlayStation VR 1, of course, because VR 2 is not out yet. So, uh, Walking I, Dead fans out am there. Am I missing something, Paul? Yeah, what? What are you looking at? Because I don't see none of those games that you've mentioned yet. What are you looking at? December 1st. December 1st. 
That's yeah, a, okay, go. okay, there we go. Yeah, I did miss Did it. I miss some earlier ones? Yes, oh, I missed some, the earlier ones. Oh, see, I was screwed up. Oh, God. I was there was some earlier ones. I was like, whoa, <laughs> which one? <laughs> this, what, wait, am, I, am I on the wrong thing? Am I in the Rusty wrong year? Folks. <laughs> Rusty, folks, this is what happens. All right, let's go backwards. Let's oh. go backwards in time a few days. Okay, let's go back to November the 29th. Sorry, Steel. No, you're November good. The 29th. I, was, I thought I was bugging. Last days of Lazarus coming to PlayStation 5. <laughs> so, um, that is from Darkania Works, uh, published by Grim Talion. It's an adventure game. Uh, looks like a narrative, heavy, driven style game. Last Days of Nazareth. Uh, Lazarus, not Nazareth. Oh, that'd be a different story. Yeah, that would be def- way of- different. <laughs> Turn into Batman all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something else. Turn into Jesus. There is oh, a yeah, Jesus, Jesus game coming. Yeah, there is a Jesus there game coming. There is a coming. Jesus game coming. Um, Last Days of Lazarus, PlayStation 5, November 29th. Sable. Yes, uh, Sable, which is excellent indie game um played it the artistic style is freaking so cool in this game it's finally coming to playstation as well playstation 5 on november 29th Uh, all you playstation fans out there go check out sable please it is a very very cool chill game yes it does have some combat to it but just getting on your star wars-esque type speeder bike and traveling through the desert uh, exploring is super cool. So go check out Sable um, coming on November 29th. Soccer Story. That's right, Soccer Story. We had Dodgeball RPG come out earlier this year. Or was it was last year. God, when did Dodgeball come out? Anyway, Soccer Story. It's going to be kind of a soccer RPG uh, game. That is coming to PlayStation 5, coming to Xbox Series, coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on November the 29th. Go check that out. The Night Witch. This is not one I've heard of. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, uh, Switch, and PC. The Night Witch is coming, and Night is K-N-I-G-H-T, for those of you wondering. This is from uh, Super Mega Team, published by Team 17. Team 17 publishes a lot of cool games. Um, That is coming out uh, also on November 29th. I like the anime style there, the old school JRPG. Night Witch. Uh, Front Mission First Remake. Oh, boy. Switch really trying to make me jealous here. Um, Front Mission, for anybody who doesn't know, classic turn-based strategy RPG with mechs. So you know I'm all in. I played this back in the day. This is the remake coming from Forever Entertainment. Uh, Of course, it is a Switch exclusive. Extremely sad about but if you got a switch this is a perfect on the game on the go type game mobile type game because it is turn-based strategy max listen you like battle tech like robotech get this game front mission is amazing uh i am jealous of everybody over there uh gundam evolution coming november 30th uh it's playstation 5 xbox series uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. This has already been out on PC. You probably heard Steele talk about this. He uh, did play some of this game on the PC uh, back in September. Um, but uh, Gundam Evolution is finally headed to consoles on the 30th. So go Gundam. I know there's a lot of Gundam fans on Steel. So Warhammer 40K Darktide. This is one of the disappointments of 2022. No. Not because it's a bad game, 
No, not because people haven't been fun, having fun with beta testing, um, because it's not coming to console. It's been delayed. Uh, it is going to eventually show up. They said shortly. Now, what shortly means in dev terms, is there still a chance we see this game surprise and show up as it was supposed to on Xbox, on Game Pass, day and date? This was supposed to be one of those day and date ones, folks. I don't know. I'm thinking January. Uh, personally, to start the year off, I'm thinking that Dark Tide may be pushed till January. But Dark Tide, War, or Warhammer 40K Dark Tide looks absolutely phenomenal. Now, I heard that there have been some issues with the PC. Um, not like bad, but I've heard that there has been some, uh, some issues that some people have uh, found uh, while playing the beta. Hopefully, they've got those cleaned up. And Fat Shark, this is a first person multiplayer co-op game okay uh again if you haven't seen the videos on this it looks like fat shark if you go back and look at their previous game um and then look at what they're doing with this game they have taken a step up this is looking like a triple a co-op multi uh shooter first um all of the enemies are looking absolutely fantastic the mobs are ridiculous on screen uh, the gunplay is looking tight. Uh, the special abilities look crazy good. So, again, this game, once it hits console, you know I'm going to be hopping into it. I'm going to get Steel to hop into it for sure. Uh, you know the Fun Speculation family is going to be playing. So I'll have a better take on this game as soon as it does hit the Xbox. Can't wait for it. Again, it was supposed to be day and day, but they did delay the console version, Xbox version. Um, and again, they said shortly. So take that for what it means. Your guess is as good as mine, but hopefully we see it sooner than later. Then we get into where I started out. I told you this is a big week, folks. I didn't realize how big it was because I missed all those. Um, but inscription on Switch, December 1st, Walking Dead for all your VR fans, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2, Retribution, coming to Quest and PlayStation VR December 1st. Then we've got the game that I... I was on board with, off board with, back on board with, and this goes to fun speculation and Mav too. Mav's the same with me on this. This game has been gaining traction. The more I see of it, the more I love it, even from a non-comic book Marvel fan per se these days. I used to be mm -hmm. back in the day. But this game is gaining traction. This game is big. This game is going to be a time sink. They are actually calling it, it is a turn-based strategy game to me. And, of course, I'm talking about Marvel's Midnight Suns. I should say that Marvel's Midnight Suns coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, uh, and PC on December 2nd. Current-gen only game. This is a turn-based strategy game from Firaxis, the makers of, of course, the, the incomparable XCOM. You love that game. You're going to love this game. This is for access through and through. Yes, it has a card system, which not everybody's happy about. That's what turned me off in the beginning was the, car, the, the card based system. Mm -hmm. Now that I've watched a ton hours of the development diaries of the development playthroughs that they have been doing each week mm -hmm. over the past two months or a month and a half, two months, this game looks to be freaking amazing steel. They are now actually... And this kind of switched. Their marketing kind of switched. And I don't know what it was. And I'll have to wait and see how much this turns out to be true. 
their marketing switched after the initial showings and all that kind of stuff. And everybody knew for axis, everybody knows XCOM, everybody knows the turn-based strategy. They're now calling this an RPG steal. Hmm. Okay. They're now calling this in their marketing an RPG. And I understand why, because there is a lot of dialogue that you're going to go through building okay. relationships with your teammates. You don't have to, of course. And they've made it clear for access. They've, they've talked about this because people asked them, are you going to be able to, you know, create the biggest bond with every single one of the characters in this game? And they're like, no, it's impossible on one play. The replayability of this game is going to be off the charts. If you are a big giant Marvel fan and you want to get to know all the characters and you want to get those, you know, relationships built up because those relationships help you in the actual combat as well, because you get special abilities, uh, all that kind of stuff that go along with relationship building. They're not calling this an RPG. This is 80 plus hours, folks, if you want to do the side content. We already talked about it. For Axis, if you have never played a For Axis game, but you're kind of interested, this is nothing but top quality. They are extremely detailed in what yeah, they do. Um, yeah, their, co- their, their systems in place, and this is going to be different because they're using the card-based system. Also in XCOM, what XCOM, one of, one of the most famous things for XCOM, and you'll see memes about this, you'll see people post about this. XCOM had the roll of the dice in the background. You had a percent chance to hit. You could be at a 95, and in a critical moment, your dude would miss, okay, on the alien, okay? It, it was infuriating, okay? But it was like real life, right? It was real life. Not everybody's going to hit even the most, what should should be a for sure shot, right, when you're in those moments. But it, that's what XCOM was about. That's the detail they went to. Now with the superhero side of things, they've taken that risk out. Because these are superheroes, they said there's no way we're going to have Captain America miss a shield bash in the middle of a fight. That's not what superheroes do. They don't miss, right. okay? They, they, they don't miss. So they took that out. Now, they brought in chance with some of the superpowers. If you go watch some of the characters, um, like the Scarlet Witch, she has powers that can be random, yeah. that can do weird things on the battlefield. Um, so they brought that in that way. But you're not going to have the miss chance. But Firaxis games are highly detailed. These guys are masters of turn-based strategy. And they've taken Midnight Suns, again, from everything I've watched. I watch all, they do deep dives. This past month and a half, two months, they've been deep diving this game, giving you a lot of what's in it. Now, they've kept some back things, some things back as secrets. If you go watch these videos, you're going to get a great idea. When you're in the mansion, you're hanging out, and you're doing the relationship building, crafting that's in this game, there's so many different things that will give you an advantage as far as not just your straight-up abilities, all the stuff that goes into it behind the scenes. Go watch these videos. This is going to be a great game. I've got it pre-ordered, downloaded already, pre-downloaded on my Xbox series. It's been sitting there staring at me for about the past two weeks now, um, looking at me. I'm ready to rock and roll this Friday, December 2nd, Midnight Suns. Go check it out if you're waiting for it. I know, Steel, you're not a big turn-based strategy guy anymore. So it's not your bag. Ah. You are a Marvel guy. Um, yeah. so it does have some really cool things to it. Uh, the battlefields are dynamic. Mm-hmm. You can use the environments like no other turn-based strategy that I've seen that I can remember. Um, the, the environments are ultra, ultra important to this game. Um, each character feels totally different from one another. Their powers are superpowers. They have gone off the charts with like breaking down each character and saying, okay, if they were real life superheroes, 
how would their abilities fit into this game? What kind of dynamic uh, changes would they bring to the battlefield? Like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's not going to be a tank, right? Spider-Man's not going to hit heavy, but he can hit a ton of different... Well, Well, he can... No, not not comparatively speaking. Yeah, not comparatively speaking to like Miss Marvel. He's not going to hit like Miss Marvel when she unleashes her. No, no. Okay, so, but what Spider-Man does in this game is he can hit multiple enemies on the screen. He's a crowd control character. That's that's how they create, like but that. that's what I'm talking about. That's like how that. they made each character feel differently. Plus, you get to nice. create your own character. You get yes. to create your own hero. First time, Marvel game. You get to create your own hero, folks. Design your own superhero. And it's single player. Okay. This is a single player yeah, focus game. Single right? player only. Single player only. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I'll probably end up giving um giving a try at least um to see if I can get into it. And I can't say necessarily that I'm not into turn-based games at the moment um because I'm playing one. So um it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh. It's true. It's true. Um and then <laughs> next technically. <laughs> next up, we're gonna get into another one still. I'll let you talk about this one, which you've seen um and what you're expecting, because I know you're getting this day one. I'm gonna be yeah. using the ten hour trial. And of course we're talking about need for speed underground. Unbound, excuse me. Oh close. I close. wish it was underground. Could I wish be. it was underground. Could be. Uh, unbound, okay. Big Need for Speed fans, me and Steel here. This comes out December 2nd as well. Um, Need for Speed, from what I've seen, quickly looking promising. I love I love Criterion. Love what they bring to the racing genre. Um, so I'm looking forward to using the 10-hour trial and seeing if this is finally a comeback for Need for Speed. But go ahead, Steel. A lot like Battlefield, we've been through a lot of ups and downs more downs with need mm-hmm. for speed recently um but we both are old school need for speed fans what have you seen what is your excitement level for this um my excitement level for it is pretty high um uh, my excitement level was so high to the point that i redownloaded need for speed heat um on pc so i can give it another fair shake and give it another fair run through um i beat the game originally on xbox um and i had a really good time with it when i played but um i played it early on when the police were broken um, when there was other things that were broken, um, uh, some of the other driving mechanics and things weren't at the best and going back to it here recently, uh, it actually plays really well. And, um, I've been of the mind and I've mentioned this to quite a few people to where, um, if you were looking to see whether, uh, a need for speed game, that's getting back to what need for speed is need for speed. Heat was, it is, is, and was a good start. Um, I say was because now we do have unbound. And for me, from what I've seen from it, the only thing that is kind of iffy to me because they still haven't really shown it is going to be the the cornering. Like um, from what I've saw from the videos that I saw on the from the BMW that they've seen, I saw way too much braking going into some of these corners, and that's not Need for Speed. Um, need for Speed. I mean, sure you can use some brake, but it's not. That's not really the point. It's more so Need for Speed is a game about timing. Right. By learning the different how the how the map works, um, the, learning how the corners work and m- more likely, more, more so than not, it is about timing, um, being able to either t- double tap that right trigger to get the, the drift started or whether you're more of a break, uh, break to start the drift kind of guy or gal, um, one or the other. So double tapping the right trigger or dub, uh, that break and then going into the drift. Uh, and I didn't see that, which has me a little bit worried because Need for Speed Heat does nail that for the most part. Um, but I do, I wanted to see Unbound kind of take that next 
level refine it a little bit more so you can have a, a really put together experience for me from a lot of what i've seen from unbound they do it seems to be doing a lot of things to keep people invested in their game right um they give you time trials they give you i think they're bringing back pink slips and things like that if you're playing online uh, i don't know they're probably gonna do something if you could uh, locally too part of the story or something like that there's a lot of different trials that they have part of this game um a lot if you're if you're a single player focused gamer because i know uh paul mentioned this and i saw and i know mad mentioned this where they're not typically they're not going to get online trying to race people and whatnot so as a single player experience it seems like they're offering a lot to be had here um but that doesn't mean that you can't have fun online um there's everything to say that me paul and mav can get into a race together and we could just have a fucking good time and race other people and if no matter who gets first place because like four is a horizon that's one of the things i do enjoy about that is that they've made it so accessible that if you're in a party nobody you like your teammates don't feel left out like they can try their best and even if they get last place if you place first you're more you're likely to win as long as somebody on your team places first you're likely to win right um i like that kind of an element because it gives you more of a casual side of things but it also gives you the option because uh to amp things up i am interested to see how the ai are going to end up working in here whether they're going to be hyper aggressive ai is it going to be ai that learns off of your friends or is it going to just be regular bots that they've placed in and they have their own kind of system um put in place as far as like difficulty goes just, that's what it's going to be based off easy medium hard very whatever the case right um along with the police and everything so uh it'll be it'll be really interesting to see that the other thing too i hope that they take advantage of um, and it's something that I want, need for, uh, well, not even for Forza to do, is I hope that they have like a mode where somebody can, maybe not just out of nowhere, but somebody can possibly take control of a police car or something like that in your world. Um, so you can add that little bit of that element to it. I think that would be really dope. I, I didn't hear anything about that, uh, but not that doesn't mean that it's not, it could not or would not be there. Uh, but that's kind of what I'm trying to anticipate out of this. I want to see them kind of step it up to the next level. Uh, I think I think it just would be really dope if they ended up adding, adding some form of element that added a, another, like a not, not necessarily PVP, but like a PVPVE aspect to a racer. I think that'd be really dope. Why, why not bring Hot Pursuit into it? Yeah, exactly, I exactly. I, I, I don't understand why. Exact you point. Do that. Exact point. Like, I, like I'd love to see Criterion even as DLC or whatever, just a whole separate mode. where you And the person could choose, you can have six racers, like, and that, okay. that'd be the other thing, you could make it completely online where you got whoever, you got 10 people in a race, right, for an example, yeah. and this guy joins in, he's the cop, and he can choose who he's going to chase now. Right. Or he can try to chase down as many people. He can call him back right. up. And I think that would, that would take Need for Speed to the next level. And I know I'm coming up with that now, but... <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, they're maybe thinking about that. Yeah, hopefully, they're thinking about that stuff. You know, again, I think Criterion was focused on just making, bringing back this franchise and right. put all their effort into I think that. that. Too. And then once they've got that down, they got the baseline for the new style of game. Right. Again, with the whole change in the aesthetic, which, and I like again, it. 
I like it. it. it yes, I like some I things like need to be turned off. Certain <laughs> aspects, the the wings on the jump steel. I can't. Not every so jump. Cool, not bro. every jump. I thought. So see, cool. I originally thought it was only going to be certain jumps. Like, oh, if Yo, you go no. super high, but no. I keep seeing videos. It's like every jump. Okay, bro, I I'm gonna turn that off. Like, I don't need <laughs> yeah, to see that. that now the wheel shit and the smoke. I, yes. that's cool. Whatever. That's cool. And then that's the anime really cool. looking characters. I yes. like that. I, I like the mix. Take, you take the realism out. That you know, say some of the realism out there. Make the character is easier to make you know you can add more style. as you've seen they got mad clothing brands that are coming into the game which is kind of crazy to think about and need for speed all of a sudden like wow okay um but yeah man because in need for speed he they got made up brands uh for the yeah. most part i believe if i'm not mistaken um now they may be real i'm just completely unaware of those brands but um i didn't see anyone that was recognizable so it was just surprising to see see them go with with more recognizable brands than this one but i understand why they would do it yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, I'm going to try the channel 10 hour trial. I'll hop in with you and, and, and get down with some online and see what it's like. But the campaign, the fact yeah. that they have a single player campaign, um, both um, giving people the option, that's a big deal. To me. So I, I'm like, yeah, that. I like that. And then Rob the Don, he says, so this, this comes out in two weeks. No, Rob, this comes out next week. Next, next week, next Friday. Yep, it comes out next week. And if you get it, if you have a um, PC, um, for an example, or if you're part of EA Play Pro, I think it no matter what, uh, Plus, yeah. I, I don't or whatever the case. Um, I don't. I don't think it works like that on Xbox because I think you get the ten hour trial. No, you get the ten hour trial, of course. Yeah. But as far as if you get EA Play, yeah, you get ten hour, you get early access in the ten hour trial. Um, but if you have EA Play Pro, um, you get the game part of your service so it's like you get the game day and date that same thing they did with battlefield and everything yeah. else so yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how i'm going to be playing it so if you I'm have it like that. that um you get to play it a couple days earlier uh so it'll tuesday. be tuesday um tuesday. that you'll be able to jump into it so nope. which is really dope uh, again uh, i'm probably going i'm probably going to see about streaming it on uh, day one uh early so they can, can get, at least get some content out there but i think it's gonna be a good time so uh, Justin Sayan asked earlier too, when I was talking about um, uh, Night Suns, uh, XCOM. Yeah, uh, he asked about Phoenix Point. Phoenix ah, Point that's uh, is though. from, yeah, it's different, but it's from one of the original creators of XCOM, Julian Gollop. Um, again, him and his brother started Mythos Games, which is actually where XCOM started. XCOM UFO Defense Force, or where the heck UFO was, uh, or whatever it was. Julian Gallup is one of the original, he's actually considered the father of XCOM. Um, and he broke off and created his own studio now. And they did Phoenix Point. And anybody who hasn't played Phoenix Point, um, it had its bugs, but they've been updating it constantly. Phoenix Point, if you love XCOM, fantastic game as well. Uh, something I got to hop back into, uh, but really well done. Straight up XCOM. Made up old school XCOM. So if you're looking for another cool game like that, Phoenix Point is definitely worth your time. And I believe it is still in Game Pass right now as well. So go check that out. Uh, still, we got a lot of great people in here. We do. Shout them out. We Tell have them. a ton of people, man. Dread, Dreadpool, Tim the Sorcerer, Robidon, Fun Speculation, Mav, uh, of course, Brandon 1050s in here, Justin Sand, uh, Jesse Darby. We had Mr. Boomstick hey. jumping in here. I know he's Not probably going to go back and listen to hours of us while he's oh, doing bro. his chores uh he he likes breaking it up we got the one and only three bit of course jumping in here as well psychonauts is in here uh who else we got in here we got uh we got uh tim sorcerer 
Uh, Smitty Smith, what's going on, Smitty? We got Casino in here as well. Nick's great to see you as well, brother. You know, uh, Memories in here. Thank you for dropping in and saying hi to Steele and I. Uh, who else do we have in here? I saw a bunch of people jumping. Real quick, um, I do want to quickly shout out. Um, I don't know if you might have looked over them or if you're about to jump back no. into it. Sorry. Um, but uh, we also have the Resident Evil Village Winter Expansion coming. Um, that's coming yes. to Switch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we also have Callisto Protocol that's going to be coming. Oh, yeah, no, I was jumping back in. Hey, and by the way, guys. I, I, was, I just saw a bunch of people. By the way, guys, uh, 1K. I'll do Callisto Protocol live right here on the stream for you guys. 335 more people. We 335 more people. And we, I will, I'm telling you, day one, I will play Callisto Protocol. Uh, other thing, too, I'm not going to buy this game. I, I, if we get the 1K, I'll definitely buy it. Um, now, if you, if someone, I'll, I'll make another deal also. I'll say it like this. We can either hit 1K, and I'm going to stream it live, 100%, all the way through. Every moment, or uh, or the other option, Paul. Let me know if this is cool. If someone ends up gifting me the game, I will also live stream it that same day. <laughs> I will still. I will also live stream it. So just in case, because I, I know it could be a three. I mean, again, I don't want to be outside of the realm of possibility. We could hit three hundred people out of nowhere today. If that that could happen, but. I, I want to put another deal on the table just to give some, some the people a little bit more of maybe some amusement um, because I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not going to purchase the game because it's already borderline for me. But <laughs> if, if someone ends up gifting it, I'd be, it'd be wrong for me to turn them down. Um, I will live stream it that way. Also, if that ends up happening again, nobody's, nobody's forcing you all to do this. Because we can't force Pong to play, but um, you guys can. You guys can force me to play, and uh, you guys will get every ounce of that experience when it drops. I will make that number one priority if that ends up happening. So, just want to put that second part of a deal out there, Pong. Let me know how you feel about that. Uh, if that sounds like something that would be kind of kind of dope. It's gonna be funny as hell if that happens because Steel, like he said. He's as yeah. bad as I am. Uh, yeah. For games, sometimes even a little bit, maybe some something he can't even, I can do. Uh, but Callisto Protocol is absolutely no go. No go. Uh, and yeah, again, like Steele said, I was going to hop back in, but Resident Evil Village Winter's Expansion for Switch, and then I was going to get into Callisto because there's something interesting news out of Callisto Protocol uh, that came out as well too, Steele. I don't know if you saw that this week. There was a little bit of a, little bit of a bubble of uh, disappointment. I think I know. I think I know what yeah. they're talking about. Was it the DLC yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That yes, that really disappointed yeah. me. I was yeah. when I saw that. I'm, I'll, I'll let you get into it. When I saw yeah. that, I was like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Yeah, and it's it questionable. Uh, Again, there's two sides to every coin. Right. You could take this a couple different ways. Um, but anyways, for who anybody doesn't know, again, the Callisto Protocol coming out on December second. Obviously, going to be a huge game. Horror, horror is back, folks. In yeah, this year. Spades, this generation. This ah, generation is going to be filled with horror games, man, um, because more and more people have hopped on that train. It has become big. It's no longer niche. Horror games are the real deal. Um, and streaming had a lot to do with that. Speaking of spree- streaming, uh, like Steel was just talking about, streaming has done wonders for the horror genre. People love watching other people get scared. If you yes. don't know that, there's something mm-hmm. about that. Like, streamers if you watch them 
Like, yeah, I know there's some that go a little over the top. Yeah, of course. Dramatic, but you can legitimately watch a streamer and tell that they're honestly scared. And I know that feeling because that's how I get. That's why I don't play horror games. Yeah, that's why I don't. There's some people out here who like to punish themselves. There's some people out here who know the audience loves to watch them punish themselves. And so horror is perfect genre for it. Um, so Callista Protocol is going to be the next big thing, obviously heavily inspired by because you know, a bunch of the original creators of Dead Space are on this team. Callista Protocol is going to be a big deal. Now, what Steele and I were just talking about, the little bit of hubbub that came up this week, the little bit of bubble of of disappointment, dissension that came up this week is that it was announced, it came out, that Callisto Protocol's DLC is going to include, yes, they, I believe they have a season pass, actually. Um, so if you buy the big uh, bundle, you get the season pass, get the DLC, whatever. But what came up was that they're going to have some of the kill animations, the death animations, are locked behind the DLC. And now there's two sides of this coin. Of course, when it first came out, people were like, oh, here we go again. Locking out content that's already there, putting it behind DLC. I understand that. Now, they came out and the devs came out and said, no, that, that this was not planned, that this was something that the community started asking for after seeing all the trailers, after seeing all the gameplay that the community started clamoring for more death animations and that these death animations supposedly were not a part of the original thought process. But then when the community started talking about it, the devs were like, yeah, let's, let's do some more death animations. We'll get some more, we'll, we'll get some more of those going and you know, we'll throw them in underneath the DLC as a bonus for people who do want to buy the DLC. Are they playing? In your in your mind, Steel, are they are they kind of are they doing a bait and switch here? Do you think that this was actually planned, and that they didn't talk about it until obviously the hype for the game was at its peak? It was mm-hmm. right before it's coming out, the week prior to launch. Now all of a sudden, conveniently, they're going to start working on some new death animations, or do you think this is stuff that they actually did have or had started working on already? And said, you know what? We can add this as, as a bonus to the deal to make people want to buy the DLC a little bit. What do, what do you think, Steel? Ooh. For me, I don't like it. It reeks of nastiness uh, to me personally. Just because mainly, yes, there's different forms of DLC. And who am I to decide whether your DLC um, and what you have included in your DLC is worth it enough for me to put my ducats down on it, right? But death animations, to me at least personally, are not worth you saying, oh, we're going to throw this in a DLC package. It does come across like it was something that was done during the process and you wanted to give yourself something to bring in extra revenue, right? You had uh, and some additional options that maybe were over the top. You knew because this game is already 
it's already had it already has a uh i think it's rated m honestly um it has a rated m rating uh they're yeah, not japan didn't approve yeah. it so <laughs> they're not backing down off that rating so i can only imagine especially from what we've seen so far what other death animations that they probably could have had in play and it'd be kind of crazy to think that through development that they didn't have other animations already lined up because that's how those things go, um, especially in that world. Like, bro, you didn't you didn't say, oh, when this guy touches this real this big turbine, uh, he's gonna get sucked up into it. That wasn't maybe your first thought. Maybe there was other things. Oh, maybe uh, it'll just tear his arm off, or maybe it'll do tear his leg off, or what, depending on what part touches. Oh no, it'll just take his whole body. Maybe that's the point that you got to. I personally just think that there was other things in play. Maybe they had other. They, maybe there was other animations that they needed additional time on and because of the hype of the game and everything else that they they see that it may be full worth for them to go for those now i i think that take taking them again it does seem like you're taking something that's already in the game and and then unlocking it after I pay a price. And that doesn't necessarily make sense to me. It doesn't make me feel good about it. But if it's not in the game and they're adding, adding it as DLC, I still feel like it's kind of, it still seems really, it feels really fishy to me because when I think of DLC, I'm not thinking of animations, right? I'm thinking of, oh, we're going to add on another hour of story content, maybe a side mission. Now, if you gave me a side mission that included other animations because of the environment or whatever the case might be, that'd be one thing. But if you're just giving me animations to an environment that already exists, that kind of tells me that that was already in play. It just, it just comes across, I mean, again, single player games do have to find a way to monetize themselves, right? It's got it's one of the, that's the thing about God of War with it selling 5.1 million copies or not. It had I don't know if it has the legs to monetize itself. It could through are we is this going to be the one we actually get DLC content for? I don't know. The original one was going to have DLC content and it turned into this one. So it's like it's one of those things to where I can only do with the information that I was given up front. And right now it does seem to be. Uh, it just seems to be really off and I can understand why people may feel weird about it. Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily bother me. Cause again, if depending on what price they put it at, uh, it could be five bucks for five animations, dollar in animation. I'm not fucking complaining about that. Like I, it's, it would be hard for me to complain about that, but it does open up the conversation, at least for me again, about games coming out complete. Yeah. Because it, Listen, it might, comes across like it's incomplete. Like you're going to uh, add more animation. Like that's how it kind of okay. comes across a little bit. And I, I do, I do understand. We're in 2022 coming in. 20 right. I look at, and I might be in the minority, but I, I look at this as the same as skin to me. I don't look at it as anything different. Now, if the game comes out, Okay, and there's only one death animation for each, like, each unique situation, right? There's only one. Like, every time you push somebody in the turbine, you only get them exploding a certain way or sucked in a certain way or whatever. If they do that, 
then I have a problem. But from what I've seen from the game, it looks like they're already going to have a bunch of unique. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it appears to me. Mm-hmm. So if if they've got a bunch of different death animations already programmed in, and right. they're just adding a, another group of them, I look at it as like skins. I don't see Good it's point. not going to take away from your experience. Right. It's not going to do. Yeah, it's not going to change how you play the game. There's nothing about that that screams to me like, hey, they remove something from the game. Again, we're in 2023. We're long past the horse armor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> of Oblivion when it was included on the disc, they locked it out. This is normal nowadays to get this kind yeah. of stuff mm-hmm. as DLC. Um, I think that I don't think this is a big deal. Um, like I said, if if there's only one death animation, it is like like the most boring kind of thing. Again, we got to get the game. And then all right? of a sudden they're going to say, yeah, and all of a sudden they're going to say, hey, but if that's not exciting for you, we've got this whole group of death animations that's going to change how you feel about the game. Then that would be something different for me. Right. But I think that the I think that the team has put a lot of love and time into this game, obviously. Yeah. It looks Again, I won't ever know because I won't play it, but I'll certainly watch people play it. Uh, hopefully I'll be watching Steel Scream his head off. But I I, I don't think that that's what they did here. I think what they did was that they have already a, you know, obviously very unique system when it comes to the death animations. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody's going to be really happy with it from, again, everything you've seen. And I think they just said, hey, community's been asking for some more stuff. We're going to throw in some extra death animations that kind of, you know, if you want to pick them up, you can pick them up. If you don't, you don't. Again, I look at it as skins. I might be in the minority here, but I think that we're well past the point where we know what these developers Again, nowadays, it's really weird to me how many $100 versions of games that I'm looking at going. They're not worth $100. They're not worth it, but I'm also looking at them going, what happened? Now it's almost to the point, like, I look at a game like Call of Duty. I bought the Vault because I knew I wanted the season pass. Right. I I wanted that stuff, so why not pick up the Vault? It's almost to the point now, Steel, where the, the buying a regular edition of game, I'm looking at Need for Speed Unbound. They don't have a hundred dollar version, but they got the palace version, yeah, right? It's like eighty dollars or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like eighty dollars. And I was like looking at it because I, you know, obviously I'm thinking about ahead. If right. I like the ten hour demo, you know, I'm gonna wind up picking up Need for Speed. And I was looking at it, I'm like, do I need those four extra cars, or am I? Do I need the AMG? Do I need the Mercedes? Is that something I want? And now it's become normal for people to spend a hundred dollars we complain about 70 dollar games but it's no yeah no it's the big package midnight suns i bought the ultimate edition why did i buy the ultimate edition? because the skins they've got like 30 extra skins with the ultimate edition but i get the dlc which includes the extra characters and storm is one of those characters yeah, and i'm see. like well i want storm at least so yeah i'm gonna wind up buying the dlc so why not get the reduction of cost because you do save you know 10 bucks or 15 right. bucks or whatever by buying it all bundled. So here I am spending $100 on games, right? So mm-hmm. it's weird to me, but I think that that we're to that point now in DLC terms that the established rules are, as long as it's not pay to win, it's fair game for True. DLC. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? As Good long point. as it's not something that is absolutely like they left the last level out so you can't finish the game and they put it behind DLC. That would be egregious. Yeah, like yeah. I can't finish the game or I don't get the true ending. We've seen that in games in the past where they've changed the ending by adding DLC. And it's like, no, that's not okay. I should get the full complete experience. 
So I think that this falls into that. Like I said, I might be in the minority. Maybe I'm just to that point in my life where I understand that these developers, like you were saying, Steel, they do the DLC. It adds more value to for certain people, yeah. not for everybody. Some yeah. people are happy with just playing the base game. Yep. Cool. You guys are saving money. But for other people that want the DLC, it helps fund future projects for these these developers. It is still a big part of the monetization. It has become the norm nowadays. So for me, the death animations wasn't that big a deal. I looked at it and was like, mm, it's okay. Now, if they had shown off some of the death animations in what they had given us, if some of those death animations that are now behind the paywall after yeah, they showed that's them to kinda, us that during the weird. game, that would be shady. I'd be like, yo, no, you can't do that kind of stuff. So. And, and, three, and three brings up some good points. He's like, I, I think if the intent was additional content after the game comes out, then that's one thing, and 100%. And then, uh, and I think this is more so kind of what I was speaking to, just trying to give it a different perspective on it. Um, and three bit goes on to say, then taking away content to be DL, them taking away content to be DLC, I can't see them doing that, but it's possible. And that, again, that's my biggest thing. Uh, I just, it, it is hard for us to ever know, right? Um, yeah, but we'll never know for sure. It, it could be, again, they could do that with God of War, Ragnarok, but, right? But, but it's part, but it's also still, sorry to cut you off. No, you're I, good. I'm going to let you keep going. But we, we do have to realize that when they start developing game nowadays mm-hmm. in 2022, DLC is a part of that thought process. Oh, They're yeah. already 100%. planning it, right? Mm-hmm. They've already, so technically speaking, their entire vision, they cut out portions of that entire vision already and lock it behind paywalls. Yeah. You want to get down to because that's all pre-planned in you know in the initial phase they already have ideas of what they're going to do for the dlc so technically speaking a lot of it is already cut out anyways they get the main you know main campaign right. whatever the main game down but they've already had thoughts of where they're going to branch off so technically the full vision is locked behind dlc at some point that's normal game development now. If you think Starfield isn't about to have at least three oh. expansions, you'd be here smoking crack. I can guarantee that there's at oh. least three expansions coming for that oh. goddamn game. Oh, yeah. Um, with as big as it's Every gonna game. fucking be. Valhalla, look at the yeah, Valhalla. Yeah, at, it got three expansions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's I mean, again, in the biggest thing for me is just trying to uh, offer an objective, another uh, objective standpoint, um, not just like trying to run the same line, but uh, because of this, it, DLC is always going to come up in conversation, right? Um, whether you got content that was there, that was taken from you, or whether it was a complete experience, whether it was not a complete experience, those conversations are always going to happen, uh, just like it does with current, like, like it is with God of War and to God of War Ragnarok, right? Um, just as many people that I'm seeing saying they're enjoying it, I'm seeing just as many people say that the game is lackluster. Um, there's not much new to the game. And again, I mean, for a second iteration of a game, I mean, it's kind of like, what do you what do you expect? But in the, at the same time, there is something to say about innovation, right? Um, there could be more credence to, hey, this this was DLC. But again, not to say take take to take away from the experience. Because I did see that conversation come up. Oh, you when you say DLC, you mean it negatively. No, that's some people may when they when they say dlc they for sure mean it negatively when i bring up dlc or when i say dlc it's just more so that it's content that didn't make it into the game originally um if this is what they wanted if this is part just exactly to your point pong to think that dlc is something they thought of after the fact is ignorant this is something they work on these games for years six we just got done talk about that earlier six years is the average time of development right game development um, from start from inception to final product, right? Typically, if that's the case, 
You would be crazy to think that, oh, the game sold well. Oh, let's make DLC now. That might give them the green light to get that DLC going, but they probably have those things in the works, right? Um, again, it shouldn't take any credit away from the game unless they do something completely egregious. Uh, and you have to justify those purchases purchases to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, we won't know. to be older, as always. Yeah, exactly. Always, that's the way it always will be. And again, yeah. back in the day, there was plenty of games who never planned on DLC, but they huh. got so big that they added DLC. Nowadays, it's, like, again, it's, like it's just part of the process. Like almost every game that comes out has some type of DLC yes. because that's a part of their business model now. Yes. That's what's changed. How expensive these games have gotten to create, even the smaller studios, it's still expensive all relative to what they've got to work with. They've got to plan how they can monetize to make back some of that money or to fund yeah. the next project a lot of the dlc money goes actually because they wind up selling the game making their money back maybe yep. hopefully making a little bit of profit but the dlc is, is what, what pushes it, it over the funding for the next game and that's where we're at now whether you like it or you don't we're at now in 2022 and for him you bring up a good point um that is something that i remember hearing about um mass effect 3 that ending yeah and yeah, that's what that's exactly what was on my head when I said they changed that. it. <laughs> yeah, because of the backlash. So it's like it it happens, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just the overall point. Uh, but we got a lot. We got a lot to look forward to. Uh, I think let's going to be end up being really good again. It seems like it's a love letter to uh, Dead Space. Oh, yeah. Um, again, it's from their uh, original creators of Dead Space, right? Studio is freed from EA, and so they got to do what they originally wanted to do with Dead Space, not just outside of EA's idea of what mm -hmm. Dead Space should be, but also because tech-wise, they now could do more. But they, they have been freed, and they're they're obviously taking Dead Space to a whole nother level. Here. Which is also going to be interesting yeah. to see, because Dead Space is coming with a remake, yes. and they're taking it to another level also. Yes, they are. With the way that they're, they with the way they completely remake. Like, if you play the original Dead Space, like I had last year, I'm going to tell you right now, from everything that I've seen, it's already a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel, going to the feel is going to be different. And I'm kind of wary about that. Because I love the first Dead Space game. I really I, did. I, I, I wanted to play I like two. I was excited to play two and I was excited to play three. But then the information about this, uh, about Dead Space getting a remake came out. So I was like, oh, I'll hold off because they'll probably, if this one does well, they probably will do two. Um, and maybe they'll fix some of the problems that people maybe. had. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Um, Otherwise, you and I should go back through and play co-op three. That would be dope. Yeah. That'd be dope. Two yeah. isn't two co-op two, also, or is it just three? Two, I think it's just three is co-op. If it's just three, if if it's just three, I think uh, yeah, I think we should. Uh, I think yeah. that, I think that would be really dope. If if anything, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I would be really interested to see if they do end up doing because that's one of the one of the number one things that I always hear about Dead Space is that going into two and three that the games lost something, um, especially yeah. in three. Yeah, three for sure. Uh, but co-op is a great experience. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I want to I see what that's like. Sure. Yeah. And that'd be really dope. I'll, I'll download that for sure. Um, Wait, no, Dead Space 2 does have. I, I does never have played Dead Space 2. Wait, Dead Space 2. No. Oh, no, it had a multiplayer mode. Really? I don't remember it. It had a 4v4 multiplayer. That sounds scary. I don't, I don't know if I wanted to play that. <laughs> that sounds That's kind of the same reason why I don't play, what is that, uh, Dead by Daylight? Is the the game where you got like four people and they're running away from the monster or whatever? Yeah. I can't play that. that that's gonna yeah, fuck there, you. There, there is no co op in two. So okay, okay, okay. That's fine. Only, so I uh, was but right there. I, I can't. I there's certain games that I can't play to give me fucking anxiety. 
you know, as a kid, when you were playing hide, like hide and seek or tag, and like yeah. that anxiety that you get when somebody's chasing you in real life, and like you're not trying to get caught, and you feel like you, you should, like you feel something on the inside. It's like, oh, I don't want to get caught. Um, it's like that for me in, in in those types of games to like the tenth degree, and it's just really, it's not a good feeling. It's just not a good feeling. Um, along with a lot of the spiritual things that go on, that's, the, that's really the biggest reason. Is I've seen some fucked up. I've seen some fucked up shit in my real life. Uh, I'm just saying. Hey, a lot of people don't believe it. I'm just hey, <laughs> it gets crazy out here. Anyway, yeah. Shout out to Lord Roughness too. Says Nah, not me. Always buy the standard edition. Hey, shout out to you, you, shout out to you, Lord. Good for you, Rough. But if, if, it's, you, if, it, if it's a game that I love and I know I'm a yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm diving. Exactly. I'm diving head exactly. first. Well, that was your uh, upcoming games and Callisto Protocol talk right there. I think we did a lot right there. Uh, Fahim says, not going to lie, I'm playing Resident Evil 2 Remake. And man, if they gave Resident Evil 1 or did Code Veronica with the same engine mechanics, day one, I'd buy it. Code Veronica, please. There is a hater group out here for Code Veronica that downplay Code Veronica, that never enjoyed Code Veronica. Listen, all you are wrong. That is a wrong opinion. Cold Veronica is my favorite Resident Evil of all time. Yes, even better than number four. Cold Veronica on Dreamcast was absolutely incredible. I've got the HD version, um, which is backwards compatible, folks. Cold Veronica is an underrated Resident Evil that needs the love of a remake. If they did a remake the way that they did Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Cold Veronica would be held in the high regard that a lot of us do. There's a bigger hater group out here. Shout out to Miles Dampier, who thinks that Code Veronica is worthless. Listen, Code Veronica, shout out to Mr. Joanna Dark and I. We always promote it. Go play it uh, because I don't think they're going to do a remake. But go play the HD version. Yes, it's got the old tanky controls to it. Yes, it's that old style Resident Evil. The story, though, is worth it. Code Veronica is an amazing. Sorry, side tangent. No, you're all done. That's fine. Uh, Tim says, still turn off sound, less scary. I can't do that because it's part of the experience, man. Like, the sound you is hear what makes shit. it. Yeah. You got to hear shit. That makes it a worse sometimes. That's going to make it worse. Hear. Yo, uh, if, you, if, you want, uh, if you want something to make me turn off the game, there's no, it's me turning, it's me turning the sound off and then me turning around all of a sudden or getting grabbed by something and then dying. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to turn yeah. the game off. I'm, I'm not going to keep playing. I, I'll turn it down low with all the lights on. No, nah, I'll, I'll hear it, but but I'll, I can't do Callisto. I want to hear it, but don't 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 blame me if I if I turn the game off. I, it's just not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious, it's hilarious. Oh, um, yeah, alien isolation? No, no alien isolation. Yeah, no. Uh, I tried. I've got the I've got the big package. It's been on sale like for years now. I bought the big package, thinking, okay, love aliens. I'm gonna try this. Bro, 20, 15 minutes in, 15, 20 minutes in, when you're in the, when you're in the docking bay, and there's nothing even happening, Steel, but the sounds yep. and hearing shit going. I was I'm done. good. I was, I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm not going to do I love good. aliens. Good. But no, I'm not going to no, do it. No, I don't want to make it. I don't want to feel like I'm there. Uh, they're coming out with number two. We got word that they're working on number two. Supposedly, it's been proposed. So hopefully, because there's uh, alien isolation by a lot of people is considered one of the best horror games. One of the goats. No, and Tim, I have the not tried. Is so good. I have not tried Aliens Isolation. I, I, like you guys think, I don't know if you guys think I'm playing, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not about to do these. I'm not. Like again, I'll, I'll do it for content purposes. I definitely will. But 
I'm like, if you guys want to be to, to, to get in there and give it, give you a, give you a stream or something, I, I, I may do that. But other than that, like, no, I'm not putting my ducats down to be scared. Like, I just, that's just not me. I, I don't get enjoyment out of that. That just makes me feel like I, I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you, we would probably be become extremely famous, but I'm not going to be known for playing, for right. playing horror games. Horror I'm just games. not. But it'd be funny. It'd be funny as hell. I'll, I'll be honest with y'all. It would be hilarious. Never play with that headphones. Shout out to Back from the Dead, too. Brother, uh, bringing the good love for Code Veronica. And he just said, I replayed the entire Resident Evil series for the 25th anniversary. Shout out to you for doing that, by the way. Uh, And definitely, Code Veronica needs a ground-up remake more than any. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. That's somebody who played it recently. Yeah, and, and again, if you guys aren't familiar with Back, check out definitely check out Back, man. He he is a gamer through and through. Um, definitely, especially when it comes to Destiny and everything. Um, oh, yeah. but he he is a gamer through and through, man. He's somebody. Uh, if you want opinions or anything like that, I would go to him. Uh, because I I feel like he's really uh, subjective and has a good opinion uh, to give. So, uh, let's see, where do we go from here, ladies and gentlemen? I think, um, I'll I'll start with this. Because um, I think Paul might have some tangents to go on um, on this topic. And it is a turn-based game. Um, as much as I've said uh, I'm not in a turn-based game, again, this is a game that I have in the past said if they did something similar to this that I would invest. And uh, I thought the game before this was going to be uh, this game. Uh, and the game that I'm mentioning is going to be Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, right? Um, I know a lot of people, there's some, a lot of you guys might not care um, about Pokemon or whatever the case, but um, there's obviously 10 plus million people within the first three days of the game releasing who do care. Um, and I know a lot of people, there are, there are a lot of Nintendo drones out there, whether, you know, people use that term, um, but there's a lot of Nintendo fans out there who love Pokemon. Um, there's a lot of Pokemon fans out there. Again, Pokemon is one of the biggest, uh, gaming IPs or is the biggest gaming IP, um, that currently exists. With that being stated, um, I want to be one of the first ones. And again, there's going to be a lot of different people that come out and, uh, that have given their opinion about the game and everything. And again, um, I like to come here, ladies and gentlemen, as somebody who, for example, uh, as someone who always tries to weed out the fake news per se, like when people say, oh, this game is rough or this game is oh, it's six hours, it's four hours long and then it takes me 15 hours to beat the game on the hardest on hard. Like, I, I just, Shout you know. Shout out to Kana. Uh, Bridge of Spirits, great game. Um, again, another game that was snubbed, I feel like. Um, definitely deserved a lot more noms than what it, what it got. But not, neither here or there. Um, but there's too many examples of that, right? Now, one thing that I do want to clarify and be very upfront about, this Pokemon Scarlet and Violet both have performance issues to the point that they honestly when you've had games like uh Xenoblade Chronicles, uh Breath of the Wild, uh other games of that ilk that are uh, although they have been extremely compromised um but have a little bit more fidelity going on uh than Pokémon does, it does leave much to be desired. So, I have to be frank with you guys and say 
Pokemon was never a good was never the the graphically intensive game. Um, Pokemon was never that was never their intention. Now I'm not gonna sit here and say that oh that's fine with me they don't have to because I 100 percent feel like they should. I actually think if if they because the other thing that I guess people found out recently too, which is which it's it's funny to me because I always knew it, but um, Pokemon isn't Nintendo's first party IP. It's not. They just it only goes to Nintendo. So it's like it's crazy that they now they again they've been doing deals for so long. It's kind of like they're enhanced. Again, go back to the saying why why buy the cow if you get the milk for free? Right? Why? And this is the prime. This is the best example of that. Uh, they there's literally no reason. Uh, it only goes on this platform. They do well with only putting on that one platform. So why would they do anything different? I do personally feel that there's an opportunity missed um, by not taking this IP seriously. And I know it may be for kids and everything else. And oh, you know, console players may not want that. And I know a lot of people smack talk it, but I think people would be surprised if we got a updated version of that game with full graphical fidelity and you just had a separate version that played on Switch to stick within that console. I feel like Game Freak themselves are missing out on a huge opportunity for Pokemon to become so much bigger than what it is on a graphical standpoint. So I cannot lie to you guys and say that this game is not fun. It is. Again, we go to Vampire Survivors. We were talking about a lot of people um, was up in arms and in flames about that game. Old oh, eight bit style, and your people are ruining gaming, and it's not good. And oh, there's no, you can't. There's no brain power put into it. It's just an easy game. And we've kind of debunked that. No, it's not the case. There's a lot of depth in Vampire Survivors. But I'm not saying Pokemon is necessarily the same, but it is the another example of a game just being a game. And even through its performance issues, the game is a good game. Unfortunately, whether it be Nintendo or Game Freak who don't see their, the opportunity that, that is had there or just want to continue to treat the game like it is a, uh, like a child's toy, if that's the case, even though there's, if you've played the game, you understand that they've, they do through things within it to speak to people who have been for fans of Pokemon for a long time. Again, the thing that really has gotten me with this, though, is this is the first time that I've been able to experience the world of Pokemon co-op. And that experience, I did it for, I played it for the first time last night. I've been playing, um, I played about 10 to 15 hours just by myself. Um, again, it has an Elden Ring effect. Going, to, going in a direction, say, hey, I'm going to go over here, I'm going to fight these monsters, I'm going to catch some stuff. And run into some stuff and you're like oh well okay this is too strong for me let me run away and let me go over here and i'll find some more stuff over here and you're adventuring again it it does a good job putting you in the world making you feel like you're you're somewhat a part of it the co-op experience adds on to it and you can have up to four people in co-op ladies and gentlemen to me personally this is something that i've been asking for as since i was a child that they would bring to pokemon instead of just battling each other and trading with each other let us roam the world together let's us let us fight some mods together let us you know just experience what that would be like and they did it 
it's one of the greatest parts of the game that I personally feel that that the six four to six hours that I put in with my brother yesterday um in co-op I can never I, it's not something that I can necessarily compare to because there was no better feeling yeah there were some moments where I was standing around but it literally was because the other thing too is that the game doesn't tether you again that became a big conversation for some people there are a lot of elements in this game that aren't typical that I wasn't even expecting. My brother can go completely across the map and I'm on the other side of the map doing my own thing. Our worlds don't collide with each other. Like, unless we want to do like certain battles, raids and stuff like that. But other than that, my items are my items. His items are his items, everything except like, it just feels well put together. The unfortunate part is it is held back by some performance issues that again, are only looked over because the game is a good game. Now, for a lot of Pokemon, for, for people who aren't fans of Pokemon, look, I get it. There's more Mons, there's more Pokemon, you know, as my pops used to say. There's more of them Pokemans out there, right? Um, but I'll be, for me at least, uh, this is the one turn-based game, because that's what Pokemon is at the end of the day. Um, this is the one turn-based game that is going to be something that I continue to play over the next year. Um, now, will this continue into the next game? I don't know. We'll see. It depends on how, how well they develop it and everything. And again, because I am playing with my brother, that is something additional there, right? So it's one of those to where I'm not only playing for myself, but I'm also playing because maybe we'll end up getting together uh we we both have different versions from each other so there's different pokemon uh, depending on the version that you get we could trade with each other there's just there's such much more of a community focus in this game on um, which i think is going to do really well for pokemon itself but again i understand the flack i don't think it's just the nintendo switch that's holding it back because there are other games that look better and perform way better it's not the switch but there is something to be said about game design. And I think the game design is what caused it to be held back on a graphic standpoint. But again, people don't play Pokemon for graphics. It has always been that way. It shouldn't be an excuse, but comparatively, this is definitely one of the better looking Pokemon experiences um, to date, unless they decide to do something different. So um, that's kind of my that's kind of my opinion on it thus far. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I've also done some other things to my switch that have gained have let me gain some extra performance. So there is that also. There's another aspect to it. But again. That's just kind of my opinion on it thus far. Um, I feel like it is a good game. Overall, um, there shouldn't be any excuses given for the performance and everything else. Uh, but like the videos that people have been putting out, that's mad funny. Uh, they'll be like, "Hey, uh, uh, doesn't isn't Pokemon performing trash? Isn't that game just is a choppy frame rate and a, a frames drop to like twenty four frames per second? Now, I feel like that is a ten a bit ex over exaggerated. The bigger issue is the pop in. You want to talk about games having pop in? Oh Lord. This is, there is some, like, but that can't be ignored because that's not okay. It, it does take you out, of, uh, it does take you out of the experience. But again, 
Maybe if you're playing on just on handheld mode, you may not, maybe not have noticed it as much. Uh, I and it's a mental game, man. That's, that's what's so funny about Nintendo is they're literally playing mental games with a lot of their customers. Uh, because when it, when it's on that small screen, there's you'll be surprised about how much you will ignore. It'd be surprised like when I'm when I have it right, I'm surprised about how much I ignore because it's not that serious. Because I'm just I'm just having fun. Uh, again, I feel like that's that's what gaming should be. Uh, I feel like they hit the nail on the head with this one, uh, but that's just me personally. Deal. Yeah. Stop giving them excuses. Oh, again, Stop. no excuses. Not excuses. Then give them the smoke. I can't get. This I can't is one of the smoke. premiere. I, you have to. Can't. I can't give. This I can't is give. The, but this is the problem, Steel. This is the problem. Now, yeah, everybody knows. I'm never going to touch this game. I don't own Nintendo. Won't own a Nintendo until they decide to get back in the console business seriously. None of it. But I, what I'm going to come from is a community aspect. This game should be getting as much heat as Cyberpunk. This game should be getting as much heat as. Bugfesda does with their games. But Nintendo fans, again, as I always say, respect the hustle for Nintendo. The Nintendo fans themselves go out in droves. 10 million copies three sold days. in three days. Hey, one of the biggest selling. gaming, if not the biggest gaming IP in the world is still put. Again, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's a pillar of gaming. Yeah. And it's treated with disrespect. I think it is, it's, yeah. It's treated, and again, I know Nintendo does not make this. It's Game Freak that makes this, but this is Nintendo. Nintendo's been supporting it. It's the steward friend. of this game. They are the steward of this IP. Yes. And for them to allow this to come out to the fans in this shape is unacceptable. They should be being talked about like Cyberpunk was and CD Projekt Red was. It's garbage. It's garbage. A 75? This should not have a 75. These reviewers cap for Nintendo even more than they cap for PlayStation. They cover up Nintendo's problems like nobody else. And again, I think it's wrong that the Nintendo fans accept it. How much is this game still? It's $60. And so if you want both versions, you got to pay $120. Yep. This is wrong. This is wrong on all levels, everything that we talk about, and I would be remiss if I did not speak up on this because for as much as I praise Cyberpunk on the Series X. Yeah, it had problems. As much as I said that I could get past the bugs because the rest of the game was phenomenal, I still came on this show and all the other shows and said, look, if you got last generation, don't buy it. If you're rocking a PS4 or Xbox One, do not buy this game. And I came down on CD Projekt Red for all the garbage that they pulled off that management team did to hide the last generation versions and to not really show what was going on. So I'd be remiss if I didn't come on here and talk about Nintendo and what they do to cover up for Game Freak. This IP needs to be ripped I, away from Game Freak. I don't think I don't think it's game. I don't think it's Game Freak. I think it's Nintendo. Okay. I think well, it's whatever one. whatever deal cuz there is literally no reason why this game can't come anywhere else. Like literally nothing. Like, like you would get more money if yeah. it was just business. It makes more financial sense to put the game everywhere. Why is that's it only fine. Nintendo? But that's so fine. there's, but so, that's there's fine. something but either, there. 
that's sure. Nintendo's publishing it, right? Yeah. So they're paying for it, right? Yeah. They're paying for it. Mm -hmm. So again, I put it all on Nintendo. Again, yeah, it, it's an exclusive that is huge for Nintendo. I get why they keep it there, Steel. I do. I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I get it. But what I'm saying is treat this IP with the respect that it deserves. Uh, you Pokemon fans yeah. revere this IP. You revere the anime. You revere yeah. everything about this IP. Yeah. It should be treated properly. If Game Freak is not the people to do it, then why do you keep giving it back to them? And why, when they come to you and you guys get to see it, Nintendo I'm talking about, yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo gets to see it and try it out, and they see how it performs on the Switch without any modifications. Steel, I know you've helped your Switch, whatever else, and people are playing it on PC. Yeah. And doing uh, stuff uh, right? Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if you see this <laughs> on the base version, and you see the problems, and there's no way, just like Cyberpunk, there's no way that Nintendo management did not see how no, it's some obvious. of the performance issues. It's obvious. This isn't like a glitch here and there, nah. a bug here and there. This is Bethesda. Okay, this, this is, is beyond obvious. that. Again, for as much as I love Bethesda, when I fired up Skyrim for the first time on the 360, and let's not even talk about the PS3 version, which was basically yeah, unplayable yeah. when Skyrim really... The 360 version, I was not ignoring. There's no way to ignore those bugs. They're there. They're obvious. The same goes for this. Yeah. Why do you allow this to be launched in this state? Why do you allow this to, to tarnish in any way, shape, or form the name that's associated that goes along with Nintendo, which is why do you allow that to happen? Want to yeah. know why? Because your community doesn't say shit. Okay, your community. Oh, it, sure, listen. There's people. Follow, they're talking, follow, but they're a minority. Minority steel. It's not like oh, nah, here. Nah, nah, nah. It's not like here. Not how they talked about a, like on Cyberpunk. Uh, and it's right, not the right. Same. On the Cyberpunk, it's the nowhere's near. And this IP is as big as Cyberpunk. It's bigger than Cyberpunk way, because Cyberpunk was way, a brand new IP. Way. But what I'm saying is hype levels. Pokemon gets the same type of hype as all the other games do, but nobody. The majority don't speak up about what's going on. Yeah. So Nintendo goes, meh, we're going to sell 10 million in three days. Who cares? Push it up. I think that's shitty. It's terrible. And Nintendo has no social media presence. Nope. So we don't get to talk to their nope. people like we do with Xbox. They're doing on purpose. Right? We don't get any of that. They do it. They hide. Yep. And again, that's where I'm going to come at this from. I'm disappointed in the entire Nintendo community. But yes, there are some people speaking out about it. Yes, I have seen some here, but I do follow some Nintendo people, just like I follow Stadia people back in the day, too, just to see kind of what they talk about. And then for the most part, no. For the most part, it's like, yeah, but like you said, Steel, it's fun. So I put up with it. And yeah. there is something to be said, and it's kind of like what, and that's why I wanted to take the standpoint that I took, because it's the same way that I did feel about Cyberpunk, right? Um, mm -hmm. Where I can blatantly acknowledge what the issues are, I can, but I'd be very remiss to say that I'm not having fun. Um, right. Just like Cyberpunk, I, I had I, I had a shit ton of fun with Cyberpunk. I thought Cyberpunk I, I, was one of the greatest, should have been that game of the year that year. Did it deserve yeah. it? No, because of the issues. And, right, but we still talked about and it. And we still talked about it. We still came 100%. down on CD Projekt Red, and nobody comes down on Nintendo. Nobody comes down on Game and I And I do agree. Maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it's time to pull this game and put it with somebody else who's oh. going to take a little bit more care and a little bit more love. And yes, I know the hardware is limited. The 
the hardware is limited and they're trying to do bigger things with Pokemon, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? That's on Nintendo. Yeah. That's on Nintendo for not giving a platform that all of the games that their famous creators want to make, all their famous IP want to make, giving them hardware that limits what can be done with that IP. Or that's Nintendo's. Or as we know, or for those who maybe um aren't as ignorant to the gaming industry and for people like me upon who do have a little bit of a more so of a know what goes on behind the curtain maybe um there's nothing to be said that you couldn't design the game one way and then made a specific version for your console right and then made sure that there was a your dream your vision out there for on something different again the biggest and unfortunate thing to me is again is I personally do feel like Nintendo was holding the IP back. Of course. And they have been holding it back, which is, and I know, I know people are coming out now saying, oh, well, they're, they're not, uh, Game Freak isn't necessarily first party. Sure. But it doesn't necessarily make business sense for what they've been doing and for it to not be on multiple consoles, considering how big of a fan base they have. Some, somewhere, you, management, is making sure that things are of a certain elk. And it's not acceptable. And it's not okay. And again, that's why as as great of a time that I'm having with the game, I would be remiss not to acknowledge the fucking issues. It does. It is fucking blatant. You cannot ignore it. When I put it on my screen, even if I you know make the window a little bit smaller, uh, when I have my di- when I have my dock switched or my switch dock, excuse me, the amount of jaggies on a docked console, and jaggies are you know the lines they don't look exactly straight. It's fucking insane. Again, again, <laughs> I did it the same thing with RCs where I had to bump up the sharp. I have to do the same thing again. Why do I have to add an additional thirty percent sharpness? That that doesn't make any sense to me. And even when I do that, if I make it full screen, it gets even worse. Ah, you have a good game, but you don't have you have some you have a publisher, to me at least, and if it's Game Freak, Game Freak, y'all are holding each other back. Between Nintendo and Game Freak, y'all are literally holding each other back. And Nintendo, if you're going to wait until you put out a Switch Pro or something different that you're not going to let uh, games move forward with, because they've already said that, oh, we make another console, we're not, those games aren't going to come forward. Now, I, 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 pray to, I pray to Jesus Christ himself that we, as the consumers, and again, with the consumers speaking the, the way that they have been, <laughs> it's hard to make them see it because numbers will speak for them regardless. And it does come across like, yeah, a lot of the game design elements in the game, you could tell somebody cared. But then you look at the graphical side of it and you're like, bro, why does a, a different game, for example, PAL World, have to be the game to give us graphics and give us something a little bit different with a monster, a pocket monster kind of feel. Why does power have to be that? And then, yeah, they're going to have a gun and they're, they're doing something different. But 
You could have you could have easily between Nintendo and Game Freak, you guys could have easily. That's why it's crazy when PlayStation or anybody else comes out and speaks on what Microsoft is trying to do with the industry and says that they're trying to monopolize it or give people less places to play. Are you not looking at what the other two competitors have been doing, have done, or continue to do? Pokemon is literally stuck on Nintendo for no reason. You guys, people have been bringing, oh, first party. It's not, it's not first party. So why is it stuck? Do we know? Does Nintendo have a contract? They might. They I, have I, haven't, I, haven't had, I haven't done enough research on it to know why if they have Nintendo a contract. Why Nintendo bought Game Freak? Again, it's like I brought up the comment. It's like I brought up the uh, the phrase earlier. Why buy the cow if you get the milk for free? Sure. Because of this, it's the exact reason. Do you not have enough faith in Game Freak? Or maybe you should stop making Pokemon games every year. Oh, what do you have? The Call of Duty syndrome? I mean, Nintendo. It's not that you don't have enough money. But again, if we're only subjecting it to Pokemon itself comparatively to its own games sure this is probably, this is the best looking one to date but we live in 2022 nintendo themselves have put out other games that have decent quality and you have other games and indie developers like for example the people are making power world able to do something and bring your ideas to life within current gen shit is There's a problem games that are more graphic intensive. It, genshin impact is a lot more graphic and intensive than <laughs> um than pokemon is although there may not have the same design elements in some spaces but sure. you have a I, my daughter is playing i gave her my old phone my daughter's playing genshin impact on a galaxy uh, note 8 and it plays just fine doesn't look the greatest or uh, like the or like it's not like you would play it on like a, a playstation 4 or something like that but he doesn't mind it looks decent right. enough it fucking looks better than pokemon does i'll be honest to say that it does performs better performs better <laughs> runs at 60 on an old ass phone <laughs> so it's there's definitely a problem there but again um there is still something to be said about if it's a good game Sure. It's going to be a good game, sure. but we also, like Pong mentioned, you also have to be honest and and be upfront and, and recognize the issues. Uh, I just don't know if it's too late for Pokemon because who knows? This could be the one. This could be the last one that I really throw, uh, you know, myself at, and then it's like, all right, I got what I needed. This is what I wanted. I'm good, and I never invest again. This they, this could be very well it. And now I am of that mind. The only reason, again, why I invested in Arceus and now Scarlet and Violet was because I thought there was going to be a co-op element. And I wanted, to feel, I wanted to see what that experience felt like. I want Pokemon and Snowdrop Engine Steel. That would be fucking, that would be insanity. <laughs> yo, the way some of the monsters would, yo, the way some of them, that would be Monster Hunter. Like, Pokemon needs a Monster Hunter version. Like, where's the where's the where's the Monster Hunter version of Pokemon? Yeah. Like, I need we need that. I think that would be super fine. The RE engine. Yeah, the way yeah, the way some of the monsters would look, bro. You want to know the definition yeah. of scary? And uh, again, 
there's a lot of like i'll give you guys this example like people always think that pokemon is like a super kid friendly game you can tell that they do things in there for older for like people who are older too because there's this one there's this one pokemon that i got right it's uh it's a chick it's like a it's like a chick pokemon or whatever a girl pokemon um and it has a she kind of looks like a bunny a mix between like a bunny and uh um like a gingerbread man right anyway and it, she has a big ass hammer fucking biggest hammer i've ever seen in a, 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 this little fucking character holding uh any little character holding it's fucking insane it's like it's like fucking um if ratatouille had uh thor's hammer it's <laughs> it's, it's it, it, it looks like that kind of low-key um not as small but as far as like the yeah, rat yeah, goes yeah, yeah. but anyway basically the the summary on this uh, on this on this monster is this pokemon spends its time <laughs> hitting rocks into the sky with its hammer and killing uh a certain this certain uh, this certain type of flying pokemon and actually its hammer is made out of one of the pokemon Really? <laughs> yes. It has a fucking nail in the top. It's wrapped around the hammer and a nail stuck through it. And the, yo, as soon as I realized it, I was like, yo, that's fucked up. <laughs> but like, bro, like there is some darkness. There is a lot of darkness to it, but it is funny. Um, but again, um, just like, just like uh, Cyberpunk or just like any other game uh, that comes out and is technically broken, has graphical issues. Um, we should be speaking out. We should be speaking out on those things. But like me and Paul mentioned before, even through everything, we still had a good time with the game. Um, yeah. I do want people to, to hey, if you guys want to play it, try it. Uh, see, if, see if it's for you. If kids want to get you into it, try it. See if it's for you. If it's not, at least don't be ignorant to the, the things that are there that are very apparent um, and discuss those things uh, because I mean, Pong is right. I do see more people having that conversation. I actually saw an article from Kotaku say, Oh, people are trying to refund their, their Pokemon games. It's like 3 million copies sold 3 million copies sold in three days. Really? 10 million. Oh, I mean, sorry. 10 million copies sold in three days. Sorry. I had that backwards. Um, 10 million copies sold in three days. Really? Like the cyberpunk refund. And the game's still so fucking crazy. So, uh, again, good. Uh, it, it is another prime example of a, a game just being a game. It's good. It's good. Um, but there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be excuses given um, or why I have to do certain things to make sure that I get a certain level of an experience um, from my device. Uh, I just, it's not okay. It's not acceptable. Um, but I can't lie. I say that I'm not having a good time. That is the Pokemon story uh, thus far. Uh, Pokemon. All right. So I think broke. we were talking about, we mentioned some things about Nintendo, right? And uh, we heard some interesting conversations about um, one company wanting another one to, to become Nintendo <laughs> uh, all of a sudden. Um, now, I don't know whether that was meant to be a bad thing no. or a good thing. Um, whether that was meant to even be the implication, yeah, I, those words were twisted and used to imply it. But that original intent, I don't believe that was the, 
at all. No, I, I don't think so either. Um, because again, Nintendo's extremely successful. So if you're trying to say that Sony wants to be more like Nintendo, you mean they want to see more success from their first party? That's that's just a confusing statement to make. I, I don't I don't know. Um, but Sony claims Microsoft wants PlayStation to become like Nintendo. And again, this coming from PlayStation specifically is even funnier um, because this was broke down the comments that they sent back to uh, the CMA, correct me if I'm wrong, um, on their opinions about the deal and everything else, right. um, what Microsoft their, is trying their to Their findings do. and all that stuff going into the second. Uh, so let me see if I can, because uh, I'm going to pull this straight from the article. Um, this is going to be, take that down. Uh, this is going to be coming from VGCharts.com. Uh, so definitely tune into them. VG Charts usually does pretty well. Uh, they've been kind of up and down, but not too bad. So this is written by William D'Angelo. Shout out to you. And it was uh, written three days ago. So Sony Interactive Entertainment, in a newly published response to the Competition and Marketers Authority, CMA, of the UK over Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, claims that Microsoft's strategy is for PlayStation to become like Nintendo and to no longer able to compete in the shooter gaming market. I'm going to give it a moment, moment of silence so you guys can kind of process that for, for you a little bit. Proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard claims that Microsoft's strategy is for PlayStation to become like Nintendo and to no longer be able to compete in the shooter gaming market. Hmm. Okay. Um, Microsoft has previously stated that Nintendo has been successful despite not having Call of Duty on the Switch and argues Sony could be successful without the franchise as well. You should be able to. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, Xbox created Halo back in the day. Um, there is a battlefield out there. Uh, there's other shooters out there. I don't know if Call of Duty is going to have the same grips that it has 10 years from now, five years from now. Because Call of Duty has been up and down. And as many people are hype about Modern Warfare 2, I do see a lot of people that are kind of down on it also. Uh, so it's kind of like two sides of the fence. Uh, and... I don't know if them 10 years down the line, we're talking about possibly a Modern Warfare 3. And I don't know if that's going to be the answer, Call of Duty. Because there could be many other games like Ark Raiders. Um, we also have uh, Exo Mecha, I believe. Um, that's also supposed to be coming out. It's another um, first person shooter doing a lot of crazy things. So there's some competition out there. And again, can't be ignorant to say that Call of Duty. You, is not recognizable or isn't big because it is. And there is a big thing to be said that, hey, that 70-30 split that you guys were getting, hey, you're not going to be getting that anymore. And that could be worrisome. But Microsoft claims that Nintendo differentiated model demonstrates that PlayStation doesn't need Call of Duty to compete effectively. Reads the response from Sony Interactive Entertainment. But this reveals Microsoft's true strategy. Microsoft wants PlayStation to become like Nintendo, that it would be less close and effective competitor to Xbox. Again, these statements read to me personally that, okay, you're saying that the true strategy is Microsoft wants you to be like Nintendo so that you wouldn't be as close and effective as a competitor, though many of us within the gaming space and many people in the gaming industry consider Nintendo to be in their own field. 
in their own space. They're not direct competitors with either PlayStation or Microsoft. So, like, to me, isn't you becoming more like Nintendo a compliment? Again, like, you being more like the most successful piece of gaming tech out right now? That's that's weird. You know, but again, that's not, of course, the overall goal. But anyway, post-transaction, Xbox will become one of the one-stop shop for all the best-selling shooters uh, franchises on console. Call of Duty, Halo, and Gears of War. Doom and Overwatch. Okay. Call of Duty, for sure. Halo is only on one platform, and that's been something since 2001, so that's not Microsoft's problem. That's not Xbox's problem. Uh, they did that to compete. Years of War. Years of War is a very niche game, unfortunately, for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who love Years of War. There's a lot of people who hate Years of War. There's a lot of people who are in between in Years of War. There's a lot of people who feel like it's too hard to get into. Because it is different. It's not an easy game to play, especially when it comes to the online. So throwing Gears of War in this conversation is really weird to me. That's not... Sure, it's one of the best-selling third-person shooters, but on Xbox, sure. Doom is on everything and will probably continue to be on everything if they make another Doom. And because Doom is, at this point, is done um, unless they decide to go in there and make another one. But from what I know of the most recent Doom, the DLC, they've kind of ended the game um, at the, they kind of ended it currently. And then Overwatch um, is a free-to-play game that is also everywhere. As the decision explains, and it would be that, uh, then be free from serious competitive pressure. The franchise is firmly entrenched in gamer psyche. Every installment since Call of Duty was first released back in 2003 has consistently topped the charts. Yeah, sure. Ignoring these facts, Microsoft argues that Nintendo has been successful without Call of Duty. They're not lying. This misses the point. The decision identifies a wide body of evidence showing that Nintendo offers a differentiated experience to Xbox and PlayStation because it is focused on family-friendly games that are very different from Peggy 18 FPS games like Call of Duty. Um, well, Nintendo also has a lot of, um, very sketchy ass games and do very bad with not keeping games that are not family friendly out of their ecosystem. Well, I don't see that same problem within our, your PlayStations and Xbox. Seems to be a little bit more catered to uh, a little bit more attention. They also have the Resident Evils. They got Witcher. Yeah. There's more there. Right. Right. And And there's more, more, there's more there. But it's just like this. Nintendo offers a differentiated experience to Xbox and PlayStation because it's focused on family-friendly games that are different from Peggy 18. No, it's focused on mobile gaming. That's the differentiation. Yeah, but this, and they're saying the decision identifies a wide body of evidence. Okay. Uh, but again, you're saying that Microsoft wants PlayStation to become Nintendo but Nintendo offers a differentiated experience. I thought that's what Sony was doing with their third-person, over-the-shoulder action adventure games. They're offering. No, I would say that's part of been part of the problem, Steel. Oh, 
So we'll get into that. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. It's almost like all the platforms don't have differentiated experiences. That's really, that's really interesting. Anyway, Microsoft's gaming CEO, Phil Spencer, last month stated Microsoft's plan with Call of Duty, if the Activision acquisition um, is approved, sorry, is to treat it the same way to do Minecraft, which has kind of been what he said since the beginning. Spencer also stated he would like to see Call of Duty on the Nintendo Switch, as well as expanding Xbox on mobile platform. Now, for me personally, just this statement alone, Spencer also stated he would like to see Call of Duty on the Nintendo Switch as well as expanding Xbox on mobile platforms. What made you come out and say that you, Microsoft wants you to become Nintendo? They're giving the game to Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't have Call of Duty. Pong, do you recall when the last time Call of Duty was on a Nintendo device? I don't remember the exact, was it World of War? I can't remember. Probably, yeah, probably around that time, three, World of War, something around there, maybe. Somewhere, somewhere around there, I think, was one of the last ones that appeared. Oh, man. Uh, wouldn't it be kind of cool if they brought Call of Duty Mobile or maybe a streamable version or maybe just a version specifically for Switch for those gamers? Or maybe they'll do a Switch Pro by that point and they'll bring one out oh, that's native. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Have a little more, more of a player base of people to play, maybe more people to invest in the IP potentially. I, don't, I think that's a good, might be a good idea, but I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a bad thing because if you become more like Nintendo, I, I guess it's a bad thing. Um, but Call of Duty specifically will be available on PlayStation, said Spencer, at the time. I'd love to see it on Switch. I'd love to see the game playable on many different screens. Our intent is to treat Call of Duty like Minecraft. This opportunity is really about mobile for us. When you think about $3 billion and um. Guys, do your research if you need some the zeros and how many zeros that is. Um, people playing video games. There are only about 200 million households on console. Been between PC and console, it's been capped out to under under 400 million, uh, which isn't necessarily ideal. Microsoft this month also offered a deal to Sony to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years, which we still have heard nothing about to this day. Um, I believe that offer was made this week. Um, or before, because we're getting, well, of course, we're getting information behind the ball. Um, so they could have offered this kind of in advance um, after the original, because I believe the original deal was a seven-year deal. Was it? No, a, it was three years. Oh, beyond three years. Sorry. Current, Sorry. Three yeah. years beyond the current deal. Okay. So technically, I think the current deal runs out in twenty-four. So, okay. so it was basically a five-year deal. Okay. They, they already had. So you go from a three-year from a three-year extension to a now ten-year deal. Still, nothing has been spoken on this, uh, and now we are seemingly getting information that, again, I would take it with a grain of salt. I don't think there's any validity to to it. But and uh, Jasper came to correct us a little bit. Um, Call of Duty Ghost. Thank you, Jasper. Uh, Call of Duty Ghost was on Wii U um, in 2013. There we, there we go. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't know Ghost made it to the Wii. I forgot the Wii U existed. Sorry, Jasper. Um, but with that, with that said, um, we still haven't got any information about the 10 year, uh, about this 10 year thing that they've given now and who knows what's going to end up happening, but we have gotten more information now, apparently that there's some people who think the deal is going to get stopped now that, um, because of the thought of the things that have been seen and because of the potential future problems 
that this deal is going to get end up getting blocked. And actually, um, there's quite a few people who are on this train or bandwagon, as I will call it, because it is a bandwagon. Um, again, to me personally, to think that this deal, if I've said it previous and I'll say it again, if this deal does not go through, we have a bigger problem in the gaming industry than we care to admit. And you, as the, we, as the consumer are blatantly, and we're not, we, as the consumer, cause we've, we've kind of spoke up a little bit, but, um, the corporations are blatantly saying that only Sony can hold this spot. And if anybody else holds this spot, it's not good for competition which uh, to my business knowledge, that's not how business works. Um, that's not how industries work. But again, uh, the thing that keeps coming back up in conversation is, oh, well, Microsoft's a tech giant and uh, they're just allowed to throw out their weight around. Uh, people won't be able to purchase games the way they've been able to purchase them. Although Microsoft and Xbox is the only one giving you more options. I don't, I don't make it make sense. I don't know. Maybe I'm not putting two and two together. Uh, I know I only know how to make ham and cheese sandwiches. Uh, I don't I don't know how to like toast it and um, you know put the extra condiments on there. So maybe that's my problem. Uh, I I don't know. But I'll go on to continue. So the future of Call of Duty has been the main focus for Microsoft's proposed 68.7 billion uh, acquisition Activision Blizzard, and whether uh, whether or not it will still release on PlayStation. Um, yes, it's been the main focus for other people, not Microsoft, who has time and time again have come out and stated that their reason for this purchase was mobile, not anything else. Sure, everything is an add-on, um, and of course, they're not ignorant to the IP that they have and all that, but the biggest thing is mobile. Sony Interactive Entertainment, in the same response, claims Microsoft will raise prices of its consoles and games as it would face weaker competition from PlayStation. PlayStation, you're doing that right now because of weaker competition. So, thus, we come to the conclusion that are, is there a lot of, uh, and some people have spoken on this, is there a lot of hypocrisy going on currently? And again, me and you have mentioned this also, Pong, a lot of what PlayStation is doing is, they, is something that they should do. Right, fight the deal. Try to get it hold out, held off for as long as possible. Uh, that's how business works. You want to make it as complicated for your for your quote unquote competition that thinks that they that you think uh, wants to make you Nintendo all of a sudden. Uh, although they've come out and said, "Hey, we want nothing more than for PlayStation to be competition to us." That's great. Uh, we also don't necessarily see PlayStation as competition. We- Look at Amazon and Google. Although you see how those things have been panning out. Pong. Given the information that I've given you here, and also knowing, because there's another article also, that kind of followed up after this, we got, after we got this information, that has stated, hey, well, uh, you know, and it's again, this is coming, this is information coming from a person who knows somebody that knows somebody that knows this other person who knew a guy in a trench coat. Do you think that there is literally any possibility or any, anything that makes a, any nuance of sense for this, uh, for this deal to be blocked? One, and then two, what, what is the bigger picture that you're, that you're seeing getting painted here 
Um, and does it just continue to kind of tie in to what we've already stated continuously um, here on Living Split Screen and other shows? Um, or is there something that we should probably be more so concerned about um, as far as the industry? Uh, because the big corporations or the people that matter who are trying to make these decisions literally are completely fucking clueless. Hmm. Well, to answer your first question, um, from a technicality standpoint, from a legal standpoint, no, there's no reason to think that this deal will get, but as we all know in 2022, or at least we all should at this point, we don't live in that type of world anymore. Um, we live in a world where our liberties, um, and laws are thrown out the window when it comes to governments. And so these regulatory bodies no longer follow the letter of the law per se. Um, they have their own agendas. Um, they have their own desires to control things. And unfortunately, decisions that are made are based upon that. Now, there are remedies, obviously, in the United States with the FTC. If the FTC decides to take this to court, um, then obviously Microsoft can fight it. EU, the process is different, and UK, the process is different, and we'll have to wait and see how it's played out, because I still, even after listening to Hogue, um, Luke Steele, who actually works with the EU um, regulatory bodies, um, I still don't have a firm grasp on exactly what the remedies are going to be for Microsoft if they decide to not let this deal go through. i got to assume that they will have some but we're talking about potentially locking this deal up for years. So if you are sick and tired of this already, buckle up. Because if these places decide to try to push their powers beyond what the scope of what they're supposed to be limited Microsoft's to. Microsoft's going to dig deep. Microsoft has $3 billion, and Hogue put this perfectly. And I steal a lot from Hogue because, again, he's somebody who's not, I'm not an smart. attorney, folks. But Hogue is in this field. And Hogue knows how to explain it us common folk in a way that's understandable, but I thought this was perfect steel. Microsoft has to pay Activision Blizzard $3 billion if this deal doesn't go through. Yeah, They can look at that $3 billion and say, hey, that's our legal fund to fight this. We have $3 billion. If we don't fight it, we're paying out $3 billion. Why not pay $3 billion in legal will. fees to fight it? Now, obviously, it would never probably get that high, but what I'm saying is, is that they have a war chest already set aside that's a, basically a ransom that they would have to pay out if they don't get this deal to go through. So why not use that ransom money to go fight this? They're going to fight this. Um, they've got a lot of strings they can pull. There's a lot of battles down the road in other tech areas that are starting to come up. Supposedly now the EU is going to start looking at teams uh, their teams uh, as an antitrust built into uh, office uh, that just came out uh, today. I think this morning. Yeah. Um, so they got bigger battles. They got a bigger battle with yes. Google and Apple to fight over yes. uh, the mobile app market, which is what they're planning on jumping into here as well. So from a common sense standpoint, no steal this deal goes through. Now they give up concessions. Yes, absolutely. There was a, you know, a large part of the Xbox community for sure that was saying, no, they're never going to do concessions. You know, we had Satya out here saying, we don't believe we have to give up concessions. I think that was a brave face by Satya. I think if you look at the letter of the law, absolutely he was 100% correct. But again, in this day and age, 
I think they're going to have to give up concessions. And I think Microsoft is willing to give up big concessions to get this deal through because, again, you lock it up in a fight. You're talking about years, potentially. Um, this is not going to be something that's going to clear up in a matter of months. This will be something that goes to the courts. They might even have to take it all the way to the Supreme Court in the United States. So we're talking about a year to two years at least. They don't want that. That would look look what's happened. We're talking about, and I don't know if we're going to touch on a steal, but there's, you know, Jez, Jez has been hearing things, and and again, it's just speculation at this point that Xbox might not show up at the video game awards yeah. this year because they're trying to put on this weak facade. Um, you know, trying to claim, you know, not trying to show how successful they can be. You know, again, Everborn uh created that whole speculation that um and it's kind of caught a fire and it kind of makes sense that they pushed Redfall and Starfield uh, maybe for reasons outside of the games weren't ready, but because they didn't want big games releasing while this ABK with you was going through to give Sony ammunition. We've heard Sony has put off potentially one of their showcases to try to not look strong. Um, you know, we got slow-mo coming up with the, the speculation that, um, you know, Microsoft and Xbox didn't purchase Crystal Dynamics and Ideos Montreal because of that same reason, because the ABK deal, they, they're trying to create oh, as little ripples as yeah. possible yeah. out here. And some of that I do buy into. Some of it I do. So they don't want to have this tied up. So the, the best case scenario at this point is, is they, this is all part of negotiations. This is all part of grandstanding on the parts of these regulatory bodies um, to try to get the most concessions they possibly can out of Xbox. Um. As far as Sony goes, listen, as Steele said, you've heard us here. You've heard me on other shows. I understand the position that Jim Ryan and Sony has taken from a business aspect, okay? I've understood it from the beginning. Like I said, if I was in their position, would I just let this deal go through without nah, a fight? Nah, no. Hell no. Nah. Nah, you don't let your opponents do this. No. You put you you try to trip them up. About but, let me, but let me state this. The longer this goes on, the more I hear the arguments from Sony, especially this last response that they did, the 11 pages or whatever it was, that Hogue went through. And Hogue was spot on again with all. The more I hear Sony talk, the less respect I have for them. The more this goes back to the PS3 for me. Not... It's not apples to apples by any stretch of the imagination, but this is this is getting to the point of ridiculous. You can't even bring a single strong argument to any of this conversation. Like I, I, I understood like the upfront stuff, you know, the Brazil stuff because they knew Brazil was going to pass it anyways. They, they were... But now you're actually got somebody's ear. The only thing you can do is continue to bring hypocrisy left. Basically show everybody what their true intentions are. Yeah. Jim's Jim's response to Phil offering him three-year extension on Call of Duty deal, that was all bullshit now. Yep. There was never a deal to be had here. There was never a deal to be had here. Sony, this was not about Call of Duty to Sony. This is about collapsing the entire deal to Sony. And sure, you can say, well, that was obvious. Of course they'd want the deal to collapse. They don't want Microsoft to have Activision. Yeah. Facts. Again, when you look at it from a business standpoint, of course. But don't they put on the face, they put on the show that this was about Call of Duty. This is never about Call of Duty. 
ever, ever, ever. And so they should have come out from the beginning and they should have gone after the entire deal in its entirety instead of just picking on Call of Duty, even if Call of Duty you thought was the weak spot. They should have picked on the rest of the deal, but they didn't because there's nothing there for them to pick on because none of those other markets, whether it's the PC market or the mobile market with Blizzard and King, made any sense for Sony to attack because of Microsoft's positions in both of those markets. So they went after the console market and picked up Call of Duty. But there was never a deal to be had. Jim was never going to sit down at the table and agree to any deal with Microsoft and go away. They never were going to do that, even though they put up the face that that's what this was all about. No, no, no. This is about Jim going to the people that he knew at the EU and the UK and finding a, a sympathetic ear to try to collapse the entire deal. And if at the end of the day, this deal still goes through, you know, Jim will be able to sit back and say, hey, I did everything possible to blow this thing up. I'll accept whatever concessions come through. That's the way it's going to be. But now they definitely found a chink in the armor with these two regulatory bodies for sure. The FTC will see. They're all going to talk. The FTC, the EU, the UK, the CMA, they're all going to talk. And they're going to come up with a list of concessions that they all will agree to and try to get Microsoft to agree. That's going to be the process here. But my respect for Sony has now dropped. This is not a market leader position that you This is a position of a king. Again, I've used this analogy a million times. Apologize. But it's the one that always comes to mind. This is a king who sat on his throne and gotten fat and happy. Yep. Hasn't done anything to protect his kingdom. Nope. He Fans sat back happy. and said, he looked over his armies and he watched them get complacent. And he said, ah, we're good. You know what? In fact, in fact, that group of cavalry over there, we don't need them anymore. No, we can disband mm. them. We don't need them. I'm paying them too much. Mm. We can disband them. They need to go work. In the Damn, that, that almost hits home. That hits home too well. And, Damn, it's almost the same problem we have with our own country. Anyway, yeah, uh, right, right, exactly, exactly, different conversation. <laughs> but, but, but this is a king who's gotten fat and happy, gotten complacent, and was happy with his position and did nothing, Steele, other than focus on what they were, they had become successful with, and just continue to do more of that, which obviously you should, but ignored all of the rest of the kingdom, ignored everything else, and watched it fall in disrepair. And now you've got the balls to come back when your competitor decided to show up and compete, even though you knew always the potential was there that the trillion-dollar behemoth Godzilla you, was going to wake up and decide to play. Why you, you trying to kill it, right? That, yeah, you knew that threat was lurking mm. the entire time. And then you sat back and you watched Phil come on board and convince Satya of Game Pass and you still dismissed it and said, ah, that's never going to work. It's not sustainable. Even though as a business, as a million billion dollar company, you yeah. should realize that a company that has trillions in the bank might be able to make something work, even if you don't think it will underneath your current business model. Mm. You might think that they might have a chance mm. to spend some money and make it work. Mm. But you didn't. You dismissed it yet again. And you continue to focus on your third-person, over-the-shoulder, narrative-driven games this entire time, which, again, kudos to you. You Good created games. a whole great form of entertainment that only could be had on your console, and you created a rabid fan base that will defend it to the day your company goes out of business as the best gaming experience out there. That's kudos to you. Much the same as it is over on Nintendo's side. Kudos to them for building that. 
but you ignore the diversity of the industry because you thought your market leader as king would continue to allow you to go into third parties and dictate content from them and go ahead and supplement your own weaknesses like a mercenaries. That's what you did. You let your army fall in disrepair, except for one section. You got all the spearmen. The spearmen are fully decked out, man. They're ready to rock and roll. You got your spearmen, you got your archers. You're ready to go. You forgot about your cavalry, but you thought you could always go and hire these mercenaries to come in at any given moment and pick up the slack. But now that that's threatened, now that another kingdom came along and said, you know what, those mercenaries you got? Yeah, we like those. We're yeah, gonna I was going to say, what, 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 what's, what's the catch about mercenaries, Paul? Yeah, we, 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 they're, they're for hire, baby. Ooh. There's always a price like to get paid. for them. They like, like to get paid. To get paid. So paid. now that that's happened, now you're looking around and saying this is unfair, that this can't happen. You t- the list that he gave that how Microsoft and Xbox would control the best shooters on the market. You listed two of those in Halo, actually now three, because you count the Bethesda, but I'll go back to the original two, Halo and Gears. Why are Halo and Gears in that list deal? Were those third-party purchases that they made? Sure, they technically bought Bungie. Sure, they technically went to Epic, but they developed those games. Wait, Sony, didn't you have OCOM? Didn't you have Killzone? Haven't you had Resistance Fall of Man? All underneath your banner at one point what, what happened to those games though? yeah you let those go didn't you let those go you why said you didn't need them why you didn't need them steel didn't need them they didn't bring in the money that those third mm. person over shoulder narrative driven games did mm. you didn't want to continue to invest in the diverse content because you know what steel because you had this big group of mercenaries the best mercenary band in the world mm. in call of duty that you could just make a marketing deal with and could control the narrative, and they were going to help you forever. Actually, that was more important at the time. You yeah. getting the marketing rights from Xbox for Call of Duty was more important than you reinvesting in IPs that you stated were competition to your competitor. Correct. Correct. And they failed in every way. Right. So you played every a different way. game. Yes, you played a different game. You played the old style of king. And now that somebody's coming along to challenge your throne, you're, you're kicking and screaming and crying and, and begging for help now. That's oh. what you're doing. What's funny, Steel, is when, when Sony went and picked up Bungie, even though there's a threat that some point, I know, I know, I know, supposedly Bungie's worked out the contract, got to stay multi-plat, all that goodness. But funny, when Bungie got picked up by Sony, you didn't hear Microsoft say, but but what happens if they foreclose on us? What happens if they take Destiny away from us? What are we going to do? How Destiny's huge. Destiny is big still to this day. And you didn't hear Microsoft say, what are we going to do? How are we supposed to compete with that? No, you didn't hear a peep from Microsoft about that deal. Why? Because Microsoft has a diverse lineup of content. They've gone out and solidified all these different developers in different gaming styles. And exactly what they're trying to do here with ABK as one of the final, I believe, this will be the largest purchase they ever make if this acquisition goes through. I don't think they will make a bigger one. Nah, not for some time. Yeah, Valve would be next. 
Maybe, maybe. but yeah, as, maybe. again, we're not even speculating on that right now. But what uh, I'm saying is this is probably the biggest deal that they make. And they're, they, they're set because they want this diverse lineup of mobile, PC, and then, of course, the console side of things. Let me get to this too, Steel. These gamers out here that are decrying this whole process that, again, whether willfully ignorant or intellectually dishonest, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You're in this community, you're talking about this, and you have such a limited view of the world that you honestly believe that this ABK deal is bad for the industry. Yeah, you're fucking listen, death bonds, stupid. So you would rather have Activision barely surviving on life support, having all those studios having to work on one game for the rest of their lives. You'd rather have the mines filled with slaves working on one game than you would having it underneath the Microsoft umbrella with a chance. Nothing's for sure in this industry, but a chance that Microsoft frees up those developers pulls back the Call of Duty development somewhat and allows some of those developers to go make some new games like Toys for Bob's Kid or we get a World of Warcraft 2 or StarCraft comes back. That would be bad for this industry. All those IP that are locked up right now because Activision has does not have the ability to expand and to actually start working on those IP. So that would be a bad thing for this industry to see some of the classic IPs come back or get renewed or to come back with a new version and to have those devs working on things that maybe they honestly want to work on versus Call of Duty all the damn time. That would be bad for this industry for all those devs who have been locked in a hellhole with Bobby Kotick and his cancerous management style allowing awful things to happen. You think that would be bad for the industry? Oh, man, that ain't bad for the industry at all. This is a part of a healthy industry. This is a dynamic industry. And the fact that the regulatory bodies want to step in here for Sony, and again, what I, like I said last, last week on a couple of shows, I feel like at this point that Sony, Sony has an agent now. Like, like these, these regulatory bodies are negotiating a contract deal for Sony. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, it's so odd. In a dynamic industry like this that's ever-changing, that has so much going on that we can't even look five, ten years from now and be sure of what, where things are exactly going to be, that's the sign of a healthy industry. Regulatory bodies are not supposed to step in and start dictating what a healthy industry is supposed to do. They're supposed to step in to a duopoly like Google and Apple has on a mobile gaming uh, app market, or global, uh, I should say a mobile app market, and they're supposed to look at that and say, this isn't healthy. There's no room for anybody else in here. You two are just dominating, dictating all the rules. But this industry is too big. We got the Strauss Zelniks out here still running their own kingdoms going, yeah, we don't need anybody else. Yep. We're not going to do subscription services. We build great games. People are going to come play our great games. We've got 20 more years of growth, at least in this industry. You've got people like that out here that aren't going away, that are going to continue to lead. You've got an embracer group that came out of nowhere over the past three years where nobody knew them. Now they're a household name for us in this community because they came out of nowhere with Lars, Wing of Fours, 
dominating, picking up double A's developers and some triple A developers, buying up all this IP, breaking into transmedia, doing all this crazy stuff. That's a healthy, dynamic industry. Hmm? Not one that needs to be controlled, per se. Not one that needs to be scrutinized and dictate how it grows. And certainly not one that needs to dictate who gets to be number one anymore. Because that number one decided to sit back and rest on their laurels and not do what they used to do all the time, how they built the PlayStation brand, which, by the way, was by acquisitions, which was by buying up a tons, tons of talent back in the day. That's how they entered this industry. But you know what else they did? They were creative. They were diverse. They made all types of games. You had, you had Sony Japan making freaking little niche Eastern style games that not a whole lot of people bought, but they were unique and they were exclusive to the PlayStation brand. You had shooters, you had RPGs, you had racing games, you had people come out of the, you had people come out and create MotorStorm, which could have been your Forza Horizon had you not killed it off so early. And you did all of that, and that's what built your PlayStation brand, not just your third person narrative cinematic adventures no you you were diverse and we certainly should not have a regulatory body stepping in and said well they made their mistakes and yeah we feel bad for them so we're going to prevent somebody else from stepping up to the plate just because you know what we don't like microsoft we don't like a trillion dollar tech company we don't like them even though microsoft has done a lot of good to change that 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 perception of them we're just not going to allow that to happen because little Sony, God, they just really did good. And then we, we want them to keep the number one spot for a little bit longer. That's not what the regulatory bodies are supposed to do. But again, as I started this whole rant, I'll end it. This is 2022. The world is a different place now. Better or for worse. In any cases, it is for worse. We have government bodies now overstepping their bounds. So a company like Sony, a man like Jim Ryan, come along and can get a sympathetic ear, whether they deserve it or not. And we have to be realistic from the beginning. This wasn't a done deal. This was never a 100% for sure done deal. Everything was according to how it's written, should be, but it's not. But at the end of the day, reading this stuff from Sony, continuing to hear them bring up false arguments, making up stuff. And I'm not saying that Xbox isn't guilty of being dramatic and playing the victim here a lot too in their documents. Of course they are. Of course they are. That's a game. It's a game. Okay. It's all a game. It's a big money game, but it's all a game at the end of the day. Sony really has gone out of their way here to be able to sit with a straight face and talk about things that you're afraid of Microsoft doing when you've been doing those same things for decades now, the gall steal the absolute gall to sit there with a straight face and try to act like somehow you're different. And they actually even say in the documents, well, our decisions are for different reasons. No, no, they weren't. They were because of the mistakes of your past that you had to do what you did. And it's also because of your position, 
your market power that you're taking advantage of. Yes. You're going to sit there with a straight face and say, but our crystal ball says Microsoft's going to do this exact same thing. We can only be the ones that do this stuff. Not them. They're not allowed to do this stuff. That's where I'm just like, you know what, Sony? This is the PS3 era all over again in different ways. But this is your arrogance. This is your absolute assumption that you believe you have a right to be number one going forward. And you have a right to be the rule writers, the rule makers, the king of this industry. And no one is allowed to challenge you unless it's on your terms, Unless you choose the field, unless you choose the weapons. That's the only way you're going to allow somebody to challenge you. You're going to try to dictate how another does business because you don't want to have to go and try to do it that way at yourself. That's what's wrong here. That's Sony to a core. It has been for a long time. Again, nothing but respect for Sony. Sony fanboy for a long time. PS1, one of my favorite systems for a long time. PS2, one of my favorite systems for a long time. My God, Sony. The world is changing. This industry is changing. You're trying to hold it back. I'm going to talk about holding things back, Steel. Sony's holding back this industry from moving forward. They are one of the main roadblocks right now by trying to stop this deal from going through. That's a sad state of affairs, Steel. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing for me. I, I don't get it. Uh, I don't know what, what the point in is all, in all of it because, again, um, it's is blatant when one side is trying to do something to uh evolve the industry uh put us a little bit at put us not even a little bit put us ahead of the game um whereas the ones that are really speaking out on this and uh, are trying to make it an issue are not doing that and do not have the plans on doing that and actually would rather you continue to spend 70 dollars on your games and continue to let you make the difficult decision on what games you're going to purchase. To completely ignore the consumer side of things, whether you think they realize it or not. Raising prices on consoles is not the answer. Only get bundling all of your games so they can you can boost sales. Yeah, it's smart strategically and business-wise, but it speaks to a bigger problem. You're behind the ball, and it's going to be extremely interesting to see how the next three years, because it's not going to take 10 years, guys, for to see how this generation is going to play out. It's going to take these next three years. We will see who is what and what is what within this industry. Who is actually trying to do things in the name of the consumer? Who is actually trying to do things in his potentially fighting to keep retention again ecosystems speak for themselves ladies and gentlemen you decide what is going to work for you if you like what they currently have going on you want to keep supporting that the same way we spoke on games earlier right you have to make an informed decision on what you enjoy what you like what is worth it to you I saw somebody else make the conversation bring up the point um since nobody else wants to be honest um both redfall and starfield are mid as fuck and I replied to them and said, since no one means to be honest, God of War Ragnarok is mid as fuck. 
If that's the, is that the conversation that we need to, that we have to result to? We call shit that's we call shit that's mid as fuck that you haven't played or know nothing about or don't care for. Because that's that's blatantly what you're saying when you call something mid as fuck that you have not played. Just say that you that's not you. That's not your thing. That's fine. But don't try to hide it as something else. I hate that shit. That's the problem I have with people in in the social media space. You guys are not the same people you are in real life. I am. What you get right here on this show is exactly what you would get in a party, what you would get in real life, what you would I get, what you get, what my daughters get. It's the same thing. I don't have to become a person. I don't have to become some personality. No. Because I'm not scared to stand on my opinions. We should be able to as humans. That's how we evolved. Thought, you thought people agreed when they were making airplanes? No. You thought people agreed when they were making cars back in the day? Hell no. That's why you see the competition in the space the way that it is right now, for better or for worse. There's so many different industries that for whatever reason, gaming has to be different from. Although, gaming is the biggest entertainment industry to date. And it's actually more appealing and more uh, gratifying than a lot of the other entertainments uh, that you currently consume today. It is. I mean, Paul said at the beginning, the only, like he said, it's time, you know, it's time's all over the place, right? So he's, now he's watching some TV. That happens. But just like me, my time's all over the place. You think I got time to sit there and, and play fucking all these single player games? No. We're moving into an era where if you don't have the accessibility, you're going to miss experiences. And why is it a problem to get more experiences? Or less. Or less. That is the key. I don't get that perspective from people. I don't. It makes absolutely zero sense to me that we can have Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, and everything else, but we can't have Game Pass and PlayStation Plus and they both be successful and both offer us things that we as consumers all love. It can speak on and say, hey, I want first party games. Hey, I want a God of War Ragnarok and that PlayStation Plus. You know why? Because I would give somebody like myself a reason to kind of jump in there. I, oh, now I'm investing in the ecosystem. I can't pull out because, oh, now Spider-Man 2 is going to be there. Oh, now this game is going to be there. Oh, that's what one side is doing. But it's also just because I like that or just because I see the value in that. It doesn't mean that I'm also ignorant to the fact that this still isn't a proven metric this still isn't a proven there it has been proven to be working whereas people were saying oh it's not working no it's working for microsoft right now for xbox right now will it continue to work in three years the consumers will decide but obviously, it's working enough for Sony to come out and say, oh, well, Xbox has the biggest uh, uh, subscription service with 29 million people where y'all just combine y'alls together and you have 55 million people. Why is the math not mathing? 
Because it only matters when one side does. They want to control a narrative, right? That's what they want. And I know right now they want the narrative to be Game Pass is too big. And I and I know people that play that you know you're a PlayStation fan, Xbox fan, Nintendo fan, no matter what type of fan that you are. I understand the. I understand the fanboyism. I understand the the want to protect your investments. I get it. But there's literally nobody taking anything away from you. If anything, again, they're giving you more. And even if they did take it away from a platform, you still would have more access to it on multiple degrees than on the platform that it's currently stuck on. I cost of three PlayStation games still. They can go get a Series S, jump into Game Pass, and play Redfall and Starfield. Three games. Three games. Three games. Going into this holiday. Three games. And again, games. Game Pass isn't for everybody. Not everybody's going to have those games in there. And if you've had time to play every single game that has released and you've beat them to completion, kudos to you, man. You're, you're, the, you're the most amazing gamer that I've ever met, I've ever seen. And honestly... I don't care because this is supposed to be a hobby. This is supposed to be a passion. This is supposed to be something that t- maybe pulls you away from your, uh, the daily craziness, right? This is kind of your own form of relaxing, hanging out. We, instead of watching TV, this is what we're doing. Instead of, um, you know, going to work on my bike or work on my car and get frustrated about that. Or even if I go do that, I have something I can come back to and, you know, relax and take my mind off of it or take as serious as I want. If you're getting paid for your opinions, hey, I, I feel you. But we still have, and, and we still have review, we still have reviewers that are, that are like that don't complete games and are trying to and give full completed analysis of games and and whatnot. We have so many other problems that we need to address, um, other than trying to continuously focus on whether Call of Duty is going to be here or not, or uh, who's going to get what, and oh, and, take this away. And again. I I would think it would be even worse if Sony didn't say anything. So, um, I don't know. It's a double-edged blade. Um, I know Sony does do a lot of things to uh, placate. Uh, They do a lot of things to change last minute uh, just so they can be seen in a a good eye, in a good space. And we'll we'll continue to see how that ball plays or how that ball rolls because you can only do things the old way for so long. They're They're not doing themselves any favors, right? No, I don't. I don't. For anybody don't paying so. attention to this stuff, and yeah, the masses don't pay attention to this stuff. But for anybody paying attention, they're not doing this. So I've seen some, you know, people that are pretty diehard Sony, even say at this point it looks, and it's just it, it's not a good look yeah. at all. And Gogo Poll in the chat said that see that, that Microsoft could kill off Sony if they really yeah, wanted to. They could. They've killed off IBM. You know, they beat mm. IBM twice, yep. and you're not wrong, Gogo Poll. But they want a healthy. PlayStation because it is a buffer for them. They yep. don't want to be the lone shark. You think shark they're stupid? No, <laughs> you think they want to go to court all the time? They've been playing this game for decades. Like, They've been through the ringer and back again. They oh. don't want to do that. They don't want to. Do that's that. a big but no I business. Say, I will say this as, as a final point. Again, at this point, if this deal does not go through, whatever reason, if it doesn't happen, they have to back out of this deal. 
I at this point want Xbox. And I've said this, I would have been cutthroat a long time ago. So that's why I don't one billion trillion dollar companies. But at the same point, at this point, if they are flat out told by the regulatory bodies that you have to play ball by PlayStation's rules, then I want that war chest all to go into those rules and to see how Sony feels about that. Because again, as I've said before, Microsoft turns around and Sati and Phil say, okay, we'll play by your rules. We'll gobble up smaller developers. It's going to be a whole lot of smaller developers, but we'll gobble those up and then turn around and buy exclusivity rights to everything. It's going to be a long generation for Sony if they decide to do that. It's going to be a very long generation because there's nothing off the table with that kind of money. They will overpay, but there's Mm -hmm. nothing off the table with that type of money. If Activision collapses, I want all the people that were pr- wanted this deal to die to be back on here apologizing. They won't, but I'd love to see it, the egg on their faces. If Activision collapses, they have to sell it off piece by piece. Who's standing at the front of the line with the biggest war chest just waiting for those pieces? going to be Microsoft. It's going to be Xbox, and they're going to buy them on a fire sale. And then what are you going to say? To all those devs who lost their jobs, to all those devs who have to go find new money or go find new jobs, Families crushed, everything. What are you going to say then? Again, for the people who don't believe Activision is on life support, I want you to honestly go research the stock market and understand what will happen if this deal falls through and what that stock price will do. It's not going to be good, pretty. It's not going to be pretty, way, shape, or form. Yeah, no, it's not. And uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, um, please don't go pranking people in the hood. Like, in, in in these in these in these known areas that are known for for like gang activity, like stop playing with people. Stop, please. Can you guys like save your lives and like go do something different? Stop pranking people. Like there's just certain areas, there's just certain places, like where you just need to read the room, or maybe read the area, or maybe do some research before you just like go throw yourself and possibly get beat the fuck up. Because uh, steal. People don't. There's a lot of people in this world who are not willing to play with you. Just saying. But uh, and that's the that's the other sad thing. People fucking are willing to throw their life away for clout. Uh, it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, neither here or there. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that section of the show. Again, uh, we don't try to make it too like emotionally driven and everything else. But I do feel like because of everything that's going on with this deal, and I know people don't like talking about it, and people get have had enough, and but. There isn't enough uh, people who talk about it subjectively, who look at it from different angles, who provide this type of passion, energy, and um, come from just different sides of it. Again, we take that RTS approach here. We live in split screen. We're non-console centric. So that just gives us a lot of, not necessarily leeway, but it gives us a lot of room to speak on things on how we feel um, and just put a lot of personal flair on it. Um, Because again, we don't have to play make believe. We don't have to play pretend. Uh, again, me and Pong are both really real people. If you want to hit it up, hit us up in a message or anything like that. More than likely, we were going to end up responding to you um, and give you our uh, opinion, our perspective. And if we can't agree, more than likely, we're going to you know agree to disagree and move on. Because at the end of the day, um, if you're not part of my you know friend group, if you're not um, trying to be acquaintances or whatever the case may be, we can just move on from each other and continue to live, man. Um, we, we literally have the power to be able to do that. Anyway, 
Uh, Dragonheart Yobi says, living split screen. Dude, who kept saying uh, boy to black folks in the store? Tried it with Boosie and his family. He got his shit rocked on camera. Yeah, I, again, that, that's another good example. Like, you stop playing with people, man. You don't, again, one of the most important things my mom taught me, not everybody thinks like you. Not everybody was raised the way you were raised. And you never know what somebody is going through. Shout out to the late and great Tommy, um, a.k.a. Um, Jason Frank. Um, uh, he was the Green Ranger, White Ranger, Red Ranger, everything. He passed. Um, he seemed to be having to together mentally from what we could see. And then behind the scenes, um, he unfortunately ended up taking his life. Uh, so you never know what somebody's going through. And I mean, that same thing, somebody could have said the wrong thing to him and he could have went on a complete opposite end of the spectrum, right? So everybody has their own things that they're dealing with. Just try to be considerate as humans. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the best thing that I can tell you. Just be considerate. Um, <laughs> Lord Master Jasper said, what happened is eating, just eating Tide Pods for clouts. Now I got to go to the hood. Hey, look, hey, look. look, Laura, this is your entire generation, actually, guy. Okay, this is your generation it, that came up with Tide Pods, uh, came up with licking toilets for clout. Uh, oh Listen, that's you guys. That's you guys. Okay. Oh goodness, yeah, there's a lot of questionable things coming out of the, in those kids after '97. I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, but uh, goodness gracious, y'all, or '96. I think Jasper said my brother was in '97. Uh, it's, it's something really crazy about you guys. My brother's also he's a he's an interesting character. I love him to death, but he's definitely interesting. Uh, yeah, Dragar Yobi said, "Man, that broke my heart." Uh, recipes, Jason David Frank, I believe it. Um, shot down. Oh uh, well, where do we? I think because we didn't mention it a couple of times here. Um, through a little bit of shade towards God of War, but we be remiss to say. Uh, we would be we would be yeah we we'd be remiss not to say that. Um, congratulations to Sony Santa Monica, uh, 5.1 million copies sold for God of War, Ragnarok, uh, the fastest selling first party launch game in PlayStation history. Um, again, first week sales is great, man. Shout out to them. Um, the way it's looking right now, at least from what I've seen, um, Sonic is, doesn't seem to be going to be hitting these similar numbers, but again, I still haven't found anything to kind of solidify those things, but I'm pretty sure Sega would have came out and said something to that nature if that would have been the case. Um, regardless, God of War doing exactly what God of War should do. Um, I do think as much as there should be a congratulations given, I can't. I have to stick to my guns and say that that's still not good enough for me personally. Um, for especially for a platform that has 120, 130 million plus consoles, guys, five million copies isn't the greatest. Now, in when you when you take it at that standpoint, now you take it historically, comparative to the games and how games have sold over the years, over the decades. Sure, uh, I mean, again, uh, you have to accept it for what it is. But I, I, again, think this, this speaks to what I always speak to um, on single-player games not being enough. It's not. It's again, it's a, I feel like it's another good example of it not being enough because it's going to sell five, it sells 5.1 million copies right now. It's also being dumped, uh, bundled with PlayStations. Um, so, and I know 
that it's going to fall off. Their sales for this game are going to fall off very heavily. As it did for the previous one. Um, there's going to have that rejuvenation uh, with people talking about it. It's going to be people consistently playing it. And it's going to get rejuvenated again when it comes to PC. Because I do think within six months, with as, as much as this game kind of favors the first game, uh, I do think that this is going to come much quicker than uh, the first one did. Uh, although I could be wrong on that. could take them a year. I think it's going to end up being six months. Neither here or there. Uh, when you look at, again, we talked about a little bit earlier, um, Nintendo selling 10 million consoles to their consumer base versus God of War selling 5 million consoles to their consumer base. Um, there's just much to be desired there. And personally, and it's just for a lot of games. Uh, for That's why I always speak on retention being more important than anything else. Because if you can keep people in your ecosystem, they're going to continue to invest. Uh, hopefully, God of War brought some people in, and those people continue to you know invest in PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus, um, and find other titles that they, that you're interested in. Um, but again, on either side, no matter who it is, I don't think 10 million is is the greatest for Nintendo either. It should be they should have sold much more than that. But again, when you have performance issues and other things that are lining up with it, hey, I can understand why. But we can only put things in perspective um, to prior history and give nothing but uh, kudos and credits to what they have done thus far. I feel like it could be better. Well, Steel, you know what? You, boom, Everborn, right, at least in Japan. Japan, Sonic Frontiers did outsell God of War. Oh, it did? So, yeah. Oh, wow. So uh, in, in the first first week in Japan, it sold uh, Sonic Frontiers sold forty six thousand copies. Okay, on Switch and PS five. So that's the fastest uh, selling title uh, since like Sonic two. I want to say Adventure. Or no, sorry, say Sonic two Adventure. Yeah, Sonic two Adventure sold eighty four thousand copies. In the so that's still the king. But uh, Sonic Frontiers sold. Uh, let's see here. Uh, f- yeah, forty six thousand. God of War sold eleven thousand first week in in Japan. So you guys go four to one in Japan. So there you go. Um, otherwise, yeah, no, we got to congratulate Sony Santa Monica. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I said three to five million in the first month. Well, guess what? They did five million week. in the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was, uh, you know, I thought I knew that this was going to be big. Obviously, the reviews backed it up. It's become one of those phenomenons. The FOMO kicks in. Um, everybody sees everybody else playing it, um, and you got to go get it. And like you said, Steel, bundling it, um, that kind of stuff with the PlayStation 5 certainly isn't going to hurt things uh, during no. the holidays when everybody's finding PlayStation 5s and all of a sudden, oh, by the way, you get God of War with this and you're paying an extra 50 bucks. So there you go. Uh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, that's going to help the numbers too. But God of War was going to do well. Um, I think it can do easily. It'll probably, it'll probably surpass 10 million within a year. Um, I, I don't doubt that. It might even approach... Uh, it might even approach 13, um, depending on <clears throat> how the PS5 sells. But right now, with their supply chains seemingly fixed, uh, PlayStation 5 is, again, selling off the charts. Um, good. Uh, good for Sony Santa Monica. Again, they did everything they needed to do with Ragnarok. Um, the weird part is, is that we're not getting another uh, this war, line yeah. of God of War. <laughs> That's a, a little odd, but they're going out with a bang. Uh, they did everything they needed to do, everything we talked about. It's a, it's a big game. Some people, like you said, Steel, 
um, have been complaining about it, that it is meh, that it is more of the same. Some people were looking for something different. I say in a sequel, no. I, I say in a sequel, you take what you did great and you just do it better. And I think God of War Ragnarok did all of that. Um, we can see in some of the game design choices, and I think that's some of the problem that people have, some of the game design choices. Obviously, they made this game cross-gen, which means that they could not take it full advantage of the SSD. Guess what that means? That means next year, come holiday season, I imagine we have a PS5 God of War Ragnarok experience, uh, another re-release, a director's cut, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, that's going to happen. It's going to take full advantage of the SSD. Probably going to get rid of some of those quote-unquote hidden loading screens um, that they have in there uh, for the PS4 version. So, listen, this is the way Sony's going to do business. We've seen this from the beginning. We knew this was happening. They're going to have director's cuts. They're going to have remakes. They're going to have remasters of all of their classic games. And this will be in that same line. Yeah. So, but shout out, to, shout out to Sony Santa Monica, one of the best developers in the entire world, hands down, no question about it. They know what they're doing. I'm excited to see what Corey Barlog uh, and part of the main team is working on supposedly a brand new IP, supposedly sci-fi. I can't wait to see what that is. That that could be something special yeah. um, because they are no joke over there at Sony Santa Monica. So, um, you know, again, that's off. Tough. God of War is doing what it's supposed to do. Great, great hit for Sony. Um, great to see them back to respecting the holiday season and saying we need this. They've got themselves in the news again. Media sites are writing about God of War Ragnarok nonstop. PlayStation 5s are selling off the uh, off the hook. Um, so good for Sony for taking it serious. That's all, <clears throat> going back to our last conversation, that's oh. all due to competition. That's something we did not see during the PlayStation. They did not need to do this kind of stuff. They now need to do this. They need to take this stuff seriously year-round. Now all the PlayStation owners get a fantastic AAA experience that they've all been wanting during the holiday season it's awesome happy for them. yeah i mean gogo uh brought up some good uh some interesting points uh he says god of war five million sales is not that good that's a problem for the industry not just sony uh but again gogo that's why they've also you heard jim ryan come out and say that their playstation base is not enough um that's why these statements get made uh again it should not for you to take you know anywhere between three to five years to sell 30 million copies of a game if it ever reaches that um is not sufficient it's not okay i don't think it is good enough personally but you can't you can't miss the fact that it is historically a game that has been selling really well right previous god of war had sold wow what was about that three million within the first month or so whatever the case um if not more, and then this one is doing it within its first week. So there's definitely an advantage here. They have definitely have done better. Um, there's definitely more of a hype around it. Uh, but again, that's also why I led with, I, I don't necessarily think that it's good enough. Um, I don't think 5%, 10% is something, of course, historically, again, that has been, oh, that's that's what we kind of look for as well. As long as we hit that percentage, uh, hey, that's what we wanted. In and business, you of course, you want much more right but again that's the interesting I, dynamic yeah. though steel yeah that's the interesting dynamic though that's the that's the dynamic between 
Xbox's yeah. ecosystem now and God of Wars. Which one do you want more? 100%. That's why that's why the people out here on Twitter, the circus that says, oh, we buy games over here. Okay. So, yeah, a small percentage of PlayStation owners buy all the big games that come out. But there's a larger percentage of PlayStation owners that don't buy every single big game that comes out. That's the whole point. Now, would you rather have a subscription service where you drop that big game into at $18 a month and you have 1 million people, let's say a million people buy God of War Ragnarok physically or whatever the case may be, 1 million people, so you lost 4 million, but all of a sudden you brought in, let's say 8 million people on the subscription service at 18 bucks a month paying mm. that. And if you had the games and the content to keep those people subscribed to 18 bucks a month, hmm. would you rather have that 18 bucks a month or would you rather have the 5 million upfront sales? Because again, like Xbox has been proving at least, and again, that's why I keep saying it's not proven, but at the same time, it's been proven for Xbox. You don't need just farce party games. Right. And what happens if you start making those first party games to last longer than you do God of War Ragnarok? If you have some games as a service in there, which we know Sony's working, if you have some multiplayer games in there as well, like a Killzone or a yeah. SOCOM, and you keep people subscribed, mm-hmm. now take that $18 over 15 million people over the next five years in which you would have sold 30 million God of Wars, which would you rather have? One, <laughs> is, rather have? one is going to give you the investment upfront to work yes. on... God of War Egypt or whatever you want to call it. Um, the other is going to make you wait to see or right. put ducats down on an investment that may work because right. I don't think another God of War or an example that plays exactly the same or similar to these two is going to be a welcome addition. It may be. Right. But I think at this point, because of the, I don't want to necessarily say it's half and half because it has kind of come across that way where it's just like half they love it, half that they're like, ah, it's kind of more the same, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But there is something to be said where we've had game issues with games that once you get past the second game, things start becoming a problem. Things start becoming monotonous. Uh, Gears is the is the biggest example that I can use of that. Halo is the basic, is another big example that I can use of that. Uh, Street Fighter is another big example that I can use of that. Although those there's certain games that will sell after you do your second, third game, people start looking at your game like, ah, it's just the more the same game. That same thing with Call of Duty, which is why I understand why some people like it, why some people hate it. Eh, it's more the same. Oh, it's too slow. Oh, it's, but I like it. I love it. I'm enjoying it. You know, so there's always gonna, there's always going to be that conversation to be had there, man. So uh, I don't know. Again, uh, I I want to see things. Want to see things change. My, my fault, Paul. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. That's okay. Google Poll just said this could easily happen to Starfield, though. Sales yeah. from Starfield are hurt already by Game Pass. Yeah, but you, see, uh, we got to get away from that. We yeah, got to get away the from same. the terms hurt. No, nah. it's not hurting because this is the ecosystem. Yes, the Game Pass money that comes into Microsoft and Xbox is a big pool of money. It's used for all their projects, all their future projects. That's what it is. So when you think of it the old, st- the old way, yeah, 
hurt as far as like actual sales yeah. go? Well, of course. But Microsoft looks at it as a long-term investment versus the short term. The long term is how many people do you bring in the Game Pass that go out and buy a Series S or a Series X just to play Starfield? How many of those people are brand new to the ecosystem that join Game Pass? And then, oh, by the way, that's the catch. How do we keep those people in the ecosystem? They're not just picking up Pension. Game Pass for a couple months, right, to play Starfield. Now, Starfield is a 100-plus hour game easily, so that's one of those games that does get the return on investment. That easily counts for three, four, five, six months of Game Pass, and people don't think about it like, oh, I could have bought this game for 60, 70 bucks physically, and then I don't have to have the subscription. No, that's one of those games that gives you that long-lasting value. But at the same time, what else do you have to offer those people? Well, 400 plus games. Now your hope is, is that they hop into those other games. Now the hope is, is that by the time they're done with Starfield, you've already launched another first party game that they may be interested in, which is why Phil has said that they want one AAA game per quarter from first party. Because then you hope keep when they're done with that game, they keep them in. That's not even mentioning all the third party deals, all that kind of stuff. But then all of a sudden now you've got a gamer that maybe subscribed for Game Pass for two years, three years four years, maybe a lifetime subscriber from that point. Well, then that return on investment for Starfield was well worth. It. And it's That's the difference. And it's an e for Microsoft. It's an easier game to play because you're now dealing with something that they're naturally have been good at. And that's getting into the your mind of your consumer. And if you can right. make the consumer think about that or second guess some of the things they're doing or give them perceived value they're much less likely to unsubscribe, right? If you put, hunt, like, again, Starfield, Pong's using it as a great example. Newest, if it's the newest IP that comes out, it comes out in March and um, game's on fire to sell, so it could sell five million copies, right? But like you mentioned, Google, it's like, no, they're not, um, well, because he says, no, I agree, hurt is the wrong word, but Microsoft doesn't care as much about sales. And it's not necessarily that they don't, they don't care about the sales, but you they had to play a different game. That you can't just keep doing the oh, who's selling more games? They haven't been good at that. They also didn't have the studios to do that. And now that they are spending money, now that they are taking it serious, now that they have been in the industry being little brothered by PlayStation, it has been blatantly obvious that the way they've been doing things had to be changed, which is why Microsoft said, all right, well, this is how we're going to do things, which is why they have first party games in there, which is why they have cutting second and third party deals to bring games day and date in the game pass, because it, it is a mental thing. If you put 200 hours in a game, you are less likely to unsubscribe from that game after you play Starfield because of the time that you spend. And if they, within that time, they give you something else that catches your eye, at that point, it just becomes an addition. Because you played, you put your 15 ducats down to play Starfield, everything else is extra to you. And if you play, end up playing two, three games or of Game Pass, I don't care if you want to break it down to, oh, it's a $10 game, it's a $40 game, who doesn't matter. If you end up playing three games within game pass even if it's two i personally feel like you have solidified your subscription 
At that point, it is no, there's no reason for you to not at least be in there for a year. Because the value is unmatched. And that's the conversation that we that, So yes, you start seeing those, because uh, he brings it up, they keep using words like engagement, like Netflix uses viewership, but it's true analytics they're working with. Because that's what Microsoft is trying to work. That's what they're working towards now, right? How they look at Office, how they look at Windows. Hey, what's the engagement like? Retention on Windows is fucking retarded. Excuse me for lack of a better word. There's nothing else. I mean, sure, you got Linux, you got Apple, but come on, guys, let's be for real. So, again, sometimes you got to play the game a little bit differently. That's what's happening this time around. And it's going to, again, I think it's going to be really fun to see how all people that are part of the part of the industry end up recognizing what uh, Xbox is doing, whether it continues to work. Because again, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to say it multiple times on every show that we're on. It still is not proven to be the answer. Microsoft still 25 million, 29 million, whichever the case might be, it's profitable for them. But I I know it's not where they want to be at, right? Of course they want more. Of course, you know, more people you bring in, the better it is. But there is something to be said because there has been research done on Microsoft's end that they have stated, hey, the people that come into Game Pass have actually spent more money within the ecosystem than we've historically seen previously. And I think that that itself speaks volumes that I don't think people listen to. Maybe you that's are just correct, me. sir. No, you're, you're uh, on that, though, on that point, though, Paul, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, kind of touch on now and maybe wrap it up in a sweet little bow or anything? No, not at all. I'm just going to tell everybody out there because I started early conversation about Starfield. For everybody out there doubting Starfield, wondering why people are so hyped. Skyrim sold 20 million copies in its first three years. Mm. It sold 7 million copies in its first weeks. Mm. Mm. You guys forget. You guys forget how good Bethesda is when they hit. And they hit more frequently than they miss. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes to Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. And wasn't the entire A-team. Was not a baby of Todd Howard's. He was a moneymaker that Zenimax kind of forced on them. They saw the success of ESO. And Zenimax was planning on selling. They wanted to get another stream of revenue coming in. So they pushed 76 out the door faster than when it was. Starfield, not any close level to Skyrim. It certainly has all the potential to even be bigger than Skyrim. Hey, I think they said one planet is the size of Skyrim. Yeah, some of the, some of the, actually the, the world of Skyrim, they, they, uh, somebody analyzed uh, some of the cities and points and actually figured out how to measure it terms of scale mm-hmm. and like yeah one one part like oh it wasn't one planet it was so like one part. part of the planet is already as big as skyrim <laughs> like it's like ridiculous like the the length the width between like cities or an outpost or something like that was the size of skyrim as far as distance goes that's how big this game is going to be they hit with this everybody's going to remember why bethesda is such a big and again if you don't like bethesda games totally understand but think about that 30 million copies were sold in five years of Skyrim. How many RPGs do that? How many open world RPGs do that? 
not talking about a narrative cinematic experience here, folks. I'm talking about uh, open, open world. world you have full choice. High, the story is driven by you. High fantasy, not everybody's cup of tea, and it still sold 30 million in five years, 2016. Ridiculous. You guys are all going to remember. Anybody out there doubting? Wait. Again, as somebody that typically isn't, excuse me. I had to eat because we're kind of, we're getting long in here and I was fucking dying. I didn't eat this morning. But as someone who is typically not a fan of Zenimax games, again, the only game from that team that I remotely ever cared about, Elder Scrolls Online. Different team, too. Different team, 100%. But that game made me understand what the Bethesda experience is like, what it's about, why people love it. And I can 100% understand, and I can 100% get behind that because Elder Scrolls Online was a game that I was hugely infatuated with. A lot of the elements that they had in there, I was not expecting to come to like the game. And by the end of the storyline, it didn't even take that long. By the end of my first mission, we're traveling to different areas. You're dealing with different people. The conversation that's happening, the way that it makes you feel a part of the world, even with some of its jank, is something that you do not... The last game that I experienced that is Mass Effect. And Bioware is no longer that. So the only other team that I know that can give us an experience, especially with me at playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition, um, recent, more recent than maybe many other people. I am dumbfounded, or I am ex more so, I'll say, excited about the potential that this game is going to Again, it has a lot of my personal opinion in there. Um, a lot, again, one game, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm not. I don't have a history. I've seen my wife play New Vegas too, which I, I thought was amazing, but I couldn't get into. Um, but I watched her play, and I thought it was a great game. And maybe you guys feel like I shouldn't even talk about New Vegas too, because you know you shouldn't talk <laughs> about games that you yourself haven't touched. I don't know, whatever, stupid. Um, but it just gives you perspective. Uh, kind of hype for it. Trying to see. Uh, I want to see how it's going to end up playing now. Um, and I, I just can't. I can't give any negative marks on it anyway split hey uh shout out to Kay asante for dropping in hey. here uh him and everborn just wrapped up over on the gaming circle podcast Glad to see you Kay asante brother i'm glad you're back glad you guys are both back uh hope you had a fantastic vacation sir i'm glad tsa uh, didn't uh hide you in a corner or anything man yeah, i saw you exactly. uh lit, lit up about that yesterday <laughs> <laughs> tsa was uh, getting on just, his nerves Kay asante just said you know who i am you seen halo Right. <laughs> that, that's what he did he pulled out that card that's what he did he okay pulled out that he, he pulled out the picture he, like you see this guy yeah, yeah that's see, me see this yeah yeah, yeah. let I me on this plane let me on this plane <laughs> gotta get home uh, and, and uh splen i don't know when i was making faces probably during the nintendo conversation talk about the nintendo conversation it's because steel was saying a lot of the same things i saw i saw and read and heard the nintendo fans saying about pokemon so that's probably what it was because I was running through my head all the same things, comments. <laughs> and what's funny? It's fun. And what's funny? I don't even play the Nintendo like that. 
Last time I played it. But you're a po- but you're a Pokemon fan, so it is what it is. I wouldn't say Stam. I am a I am a late fan. I am a fan of like I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Pokemon. Again, they had to do something specific for me to jump back in. They did that through that one thing. They did that one thing, which is why I'm back in. We'll see if they keep it. Again, me and my brother could finish the game, and then we never play it again. Uh, I got. I didn't finish Arceus. Couldn't. Team Rocket in this one? No. Team Rocket's not in. I wish that would have been great. That would have been great. I miss <laughs> I like Team Rocket. Rocket. Um, no, they're not in it. Um, but again, I mean, but that's why I give my opinion because it's not like. And it, that's funny because you hear the Nintendo fans say that, and me as someone who's not, who's really, really on the outside looking in, I mean, it's, yeah, I respect Pokemon because, uh, I mean, it came from my childhood, but it's not like I have the most love for it. Um, but that's also why, you know, I also want to give that two-sided, that two-sided approach to it where it's like, yeah, the game is fun. Games can, game should be fun. But goddamn, there's something to fucking be said about games running terribly and not looking the greatest. Fuck. But hey, I, I did it with Cyberpunk and I enjoyed every minute. Yep. Tim, you and me both, you already know I had to delay my vacation as well. As soon as that release date goes out, I'll be putting back in my vacation time again for Facts. Starfield. Rumor is we might hear about it at the Game Awards. If if Xbox isn't going to have a big presence at the Game Awards, a release date for Starfield with a new gameplay trailer. That'd be good enough. And it's something they've already announced coming out in the next 12 months. So it's not like they can really hide it anymore. So why not just give us release date? Um, that would make up for it. I'd be okay with that. Release oh, Starfield I- 323. Yeah, it ain't going to happen that soon. It's going to be June, man. Don't it's think so? May, June. May, June. Don't think so? May or why? Because Redfall is coming out in the springtime and they're going to have Starfield in June. They're going to, they're, or, Redfall is probably going to be April, and then Starfield will be June. They're going to they're going to push this as far as they can around this ABK deal. So I, I expect you. I mean that way. I said last week. I said I said the last week. I said the the Memorial Weekend for May would make a lot of sense too. May twenty three twenty three. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me as well. But I think they'll hold off until. I hope not. Um, because I don't just because I don't see any. I mean, yeah, you could play. You could play. You can play with some numbers and make it work. Um, but I hope not. But if it does, um, that does kind of lead credence to Microsoft kind of playing that game. Um, because again, I mean, you don't say, "Oh, we're at the polishing point," then push the game out, and then so were you not at the polishing point, or you wanted to do more polish, or so if you push it back further, so when the game comes out, it should be damn near flawless, right? Yeah, that's not going to be the case, but um. I don't, I don't think it's going to be the case. I think it's going to run pretty well, but I don't know. A lot to be seen, a lot to be sown for, but I think it will hold credence to that. Uh, Microsoft is holding back certain things so they can let the deal go through, right? Well, it, what if as soon as the deal opens up, boom, Starfield gets released that next Friday? Sure. That, that would be, that'd be <laughs> wild. <laughs> but it's like, oh, that wow, y'all really that waited. <laughs> like, okay, interesting. Um, but uh, I don't know. I guess not, we'll find out. Yeah, now I'm to uh, a Pokemon. Yeah, it's kind of an inside joke because yeah. uh, Steel's dad and, and and plenty of adults. Yeah, back in plenty, the day, yeah. older older people that don't know it's Pokemon. Pokemans. Po- Pokemans. So that's why I call it Pokemon. You got them. You playing with them Pokemans? 
My dad used to crap me up with that shit. Like, man, you gonna get your old ass up out of here, man. And I, I feel like he did. I feel like he did it on purpose too. I need to fuck with me. Oh, uh, as a kid, of course he did. Uh, again, he was part of the biggest reason I I, I got into gaming. So, um, I'd imagine he did. Anyway. Um, I think at this point, ladies and gentlemen, this would probably be a good point for us to go ahead and wind the show down. We're getting into four hours. We need to eat. We need to have a good time. It's Saturday. Um, I ain't got no game in with the bro. Um, since the last time we probably played some Call of Duty, so to get some get everybody out of here. Um, some other shows to tune into. I believe Kay Asante is going on with Game on Daily Live, so definitely check out that. Um, I think the is Kay Asante going on with them the same time. No, they got no. He's Kay Asante's not on this week, is it? Oh, it's not? It's, it's uh, it, No, it's, oh, no, it's Alex and uh, Broken Hazard. I thought Kay Asante said he has an, another show that he's doing today. Yeah. Hey, not, Kay Asante, not, if you're still here, if you're still here, let me know what other show you're doing today, man. Um, yeah, I, no, I forgot. They got, they, they got the spicy show over on Game On Daily. Today. No, today is, I, I'm going to tune in because there's some opinions that I want to really hear. The last time I, last time I paid attention, I believe Alex and uh, HDR don't have the greatest history with each other. Um, right. I think they actually have beef. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's just mutual beef. Who knows? There's a lot of that going on. Um, but I think it's going to be a funny show. Again, people, as many as as much as people try to downplay it, people love drama. And well, of course they do. Of course they do. Humans yeah, love drama. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, the the main thing is like, I, I think the problem with me is when people don't admit to they're doing it for drama, right? Um, again, there's there's a reason why people watch. You know, the uh, drama TV shows and everything else like that. They like that. Reality TV. People love that type of shit, man. Um, but anyway, I think it's going to open up some good conversations. Again, I like to hear that kind of thing, to hear different people's perspectives that I typically don't listen to super often. Uh, and, uh, and I mean, you can give me the highlights, brother. Give me the highlights. I might. Uh, but there is, <laughs> again, you got to hear what's going on. Um, anyway, let's wind it down. We got to do, get down. <laughs> Can't talk, so uh, excuse my Spanish or whatever I was speaking right there. Um, <laughs> gibberish, uh, we'll call it. That's exactly what it was. But let's get into our This Day in Gaming segment, a.k.a. Make Pong and myself, because he wants to include me now that I've hit yep. that age, that You're sweet, sweet age old. of 30. Uh, I think the nectar is uh, just now getting ripe, but nonetheless, uh, but in this section, uh, this is where we treat gaming as art as it should be treated because uh, not a lot of people see it that way. And still to this day, not a lot of people see it that way. Um, but I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to go back uh, 30 plus years um, and see what games we kind of came up with and kind of compare them to what we have now right um or maybe even drive some of those memories you might have had with some family uh, some relatives whatever the case may be um that's what the purpose of this uh so hopefully we got some interesting ones that come to come in and usually we do let's see here all right so and let me i need to capture here on over uh, moving on right there. But we are starting in, in 1986. This was 36 years ago. Um, Ooh, I was already I was, 11. I was not fucking thought of. I was already 11. Um, and Pong was 11. <laughs> uh, I wasn't even thought of and Pong was 11. Um, <laughs> NES uh, released the Ikari Warriors in Japan. 
So freaking good. Atari well, Warriors, shout out to the arcade. Shout, shout out to Nintendo Code for invincibility. Oh my God. Atari Warriors, amazing. Rambo. It was that's all it was. It was Rambo. You were John Rambo. Oh, okay. Nice. Hey. Oh, yeah. that's Atari Warriors. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was co-op. Oh man, we me and my friend used to play all the time. Sleepovers, man. Oh, we were that's how, that sounds kind of that sounds kind of dope. That sounds yeah. kind of dope. I, I miss those days. Um, then the other one that released on the NES was Mappy Land in Japan. Happy Land. Mappy Land. Now, uh oh, now we're getting to something a little familiar. Ninety three. You had Super Nintendo release Disney's Aladdin. Man, uh, that was, better. Yes, second like, like was definitely better. Like, Genesis better. Such 100%. a better version. Oh, there's still people that argue the Super Nintendo version was better. Nope. No. Genesis was better. Genesis was better. Genesis was better. Hard ass game. Yeah. That and the Lion King game. Fucking. God, it looks so beautiful man. back in the day, bro. Oh, yeah. That was like a. People do, see, that's the thing that you, people don't have perspective. Like Aladdin came along. Hmm? And like the, to and, that and uh, Mickey's, uh, uh, Mickey's uh, Castle. Uh, what the hell was that one? Anyways, video games like that that came along. The animation was for us back then on the Genesis was like watching Aladdin the cartoon. I mean the the, the movie. Peak. That's how that's how good it was. We didn't see stuff like that. The animation, the hand drawn animation that went into the game mm-hmm. was phenomenal. So good, man. Really good. And then, to have it happen on a on a Genesis, crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Crazy back then again. Perspective, man. You see the games we're getting now. We're Castle of Illusions. About. Thank you, Splendiferous. Castle, Castle of Illusions. Yes. Good Another shit. great animated. Oh, God. So phenomenal. Then um, Super Nintendo released Super Chase HQ in Japan. Uh, another one, uh, again, a lot of people may be familiar with. Super Nintendo released Tecmo, Bowl, Tecmo Super Bowl in Japan. Excuse me. Oh, my God. Got Tecmo, Tecmo Bowl. Bowl, baby. Oh, I played a lot yeah. of that growing up. Um, a lot of that. Game Boy uh, released Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Radical Rescue. Shout out to the Game Boy. Uh, then Sega CD released Third World War in Japan. Hmm. Okay. okay. Um, and then in 1996, PlayStation released Area 51. Game sounds really familiar. Area 51, highly underrated. Just, again, yeah. talking about old school steel, talking about going back, just having a fun, turn off the brain. Yep. Area 51 was fantastic. I remember that one. Riding yeah. an helicopter. I remember that, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a fucking good game. Yep. Uh, 97 PC release, Croc, Legend of the Gobos, Gobos or whatever. Um, I think Croc was a platformer, wasn't it? We, we, we were yes, I, I, I remember yeah. Croc. Never mind. Croc? Yeah. Croc is very vivid to me. I remember Croc. That was a good game. Uh, good platformer game. Uh, again, ninety-seven guys. This, this is the this is where I'd come from. <laughs> like as a kid, I was playing this shit. I'm at five years old. Like God. <laughs> um, five. Yeah. What, what year was that? Ninety-six. Yeah, ninety-seven. Yeah. Oh man, I was drinking. I you was having a fucking ball. I was twenty-two. That's what you were doing, <laughs> getting in fucking trouble. I'm playing. I'm playing at home playing croc. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness, that's funny. Um, then in 99, um, Arcade Games released Goru, Mark of the Wolves in Japan. Ooh, uh, underrated uh, fighting game. Oh, okay, nice. Yep, fighting game, very underrated. Highly technical for back in the day. A lot of people thought it was a really good competition fighter back in the day. Uh, Tim the Sorcerer says, I hold you two guys at the same level as AFG. Um, oh, you mean ACG? Because... 
Hold, yo, I'm, I, I, hey, I, I, Tim, I appreciate it. From, from yo, your words to the game's God, I, I greatly appreciate it. So I, I definitely, uh, <laughs> he, I don't agree with. a high level yeah. for a very long time. I don't agree with everything ACG says, but I can't lie and say he's not one like of the most uh, entertaining. Yeah, he definitely is, and he comes His from reviews a, are ridiculous. Yeah, the 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 way he speaks on it is what's important to me more so than his anything. AI reviews that he does are oh, hilarious. hilarious yes, when he has the AI right there. Yes, <laughs> hilarious. He is freaking hilarious. Uh, uh, all right, then in two thousand and one, PlayStation released Twisted Metal Small Brawl. I don't remember that. Twisted that Metal the, Small Brawl. I remember Twisted that? Metal. I don't I don't remember a game being called Small Brawl. I hope you remember Brawl. Twisted Metal Ball, but I don't remember Small Brawl. I played the dog mess. I maybe maybe that's just what it was called. Uh F being C, my phone was acted up. That's what we figured, Tim. Again, we greatly appreciate that, man. Um again, from your words to the game of guys himself. Humble. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. And, and no, it's not about me whether I love Kerrick. I, I respect Kerrick and everything that he does. Um, I actually think he's one of the more valued reviewers um, in our industry uh, than a lot of them because of the way that he talks about it. You can pull, even if it's just his opinion, you can pull out of it, okay, this is what he didn't like, but I probably like that, right? He also reviews a lot of fucking games. And guys, I don't know, the human element of, of it at the end of the day is, when you when you're if that's your when that something is your job, you're going to find a lot of things that you don't like. And game in certain games, especially with how detailed he goes to. Right. Again, I love how he covers because he breaks it down. Sound gameplay. He does it each like we used to get in the magazines. Right. Breaks down each category. And I love that about him. And that and, and that's more so what I care about from him. What I love about is that breakdown that he does. Like, hey, this, this so you know where he's coming from, why he's saying what he's saying. Um oh. a lot of people don't General, do that. General Spartan remembers small brawl. He thinks hey. it was the RC cars destroying each other. I do not remember that at all, General Damn. Spartan. Shout ah, out to you, on. brother. Hey, it sounds about right. The the I remember. Title. I just know I just I don't remember. Again, remember Twisted Metal. I don't remember that specific one though. There's a, there's a lot of games I don't remember. So there's that. Um, then in 2002, GameCube released Legends of Wrestling 2. Shout out to uh, Legends of Wrestling, I guess. Then in 2007, arcane arcade games released Tekken 6. Not the Tekken 6. It's crazy to look at. Uh, you got Tekken 6 in 2007, and then I don't think Tekken 7 came out until much later um at least was it like six years later i kind of want to do that i kind of want to look at that because yeah i think i'll look it up right now there was a there was a decent little gap i felt like between there's always tekken's for a while yeah they always have a gap but that's also a good thing for them because especially like tekken 7 Uh, tekken 7 was released in the arcades march 2015 sir uh eight years later yeah so those are generally Tekken's are typically typically generational games where they release one. The other thing, too, is that that studio supports its game, though, right? Especially here within recent years. Tekken 7, I think, just recently uh, got its last bit of DLC. So it's like, if you're going to keep releasing content, I do think it's unfortunate that they didn't give a Series X, Series S version because on consoles, the game does not look the greatest. Um, whereas on PC, because you have the resolution options and everything, um, it does kind of, it, it does uh, like transfer over well. So I don't know. No more Bruce Lee. I'm sad. Yeah. No more Bruce Lee. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, again, you got to respect it. It is what it is. They got to respect the family, but still, uh, yeah, it's, it's art. It, 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 it's it's awesome. art, but the industry has done that family dirty. Yes, for a fucking long time, and uh, and eventually, I get it. Enough is enough. I'm a family. I'm a family man myself, so I get it. Um, it's unfortunate, but I get it. Um, nothing like those classic movies, bro. I, actually, I want. I need to go back and watch some of those. Yeah, I got the whole box set. DVD. I, I, I think I, I need to do that ASAP. Love those. Um, then in 2008, Xbox 360 got Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Got the Super Street Fighter, and shout out to everybody um, putting the whole, the full jiggle physics from the new Street Fighter on display because that's apparently what everybody cares about. They, um, they did too much. They did too much with Chun. I'm, I'm sorry. They people are literally in practice mode with Chun Li in a one piece outfit with her cakes out and oh, purposely and her cakes. I saw the best comment. Somebody said somebody said Chun Li went to Brazil and that's about right. Yeah, she <laughs> she got a lot of jiggle. Lot of cake. Yeah, yeah, she got a lot of cake and a lot of jiggle. But again, hey, that's what you guys like. That's why people are gonna buy the game. Too much. Yeah, oh, is what it is. Again, fan service. Uh, is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Again, ah, whatever. 2009, PSP released uh, the La Pucel Ragnarok. Hey, the original God of War. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. I, I don't know what La Pucel is. It looks like an anime. Um, it's actually a strategy turn-based uh, tactics game. Really? Interesting. Wow, okay, interesting. Okay. It's, it's set in an alternate medieval Europe. La Pucel's tactics tells a tale of betrayal, monsters in human form, and humans in monsters form. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I like it. Interesting. Yeah, it is weird. Um, then in 2009, the Wii released Naruto Shippuden, uh, Dragon Blade Chronicles in Japan. Never played that, but interesting. Shout out to Naruto. Um, then in 2009, the DS released Professor Layton in The Last Spectre in Japan. Shout out to Professor Layton. Um, I only know a Professor Layton for Pokemon, so uh, there's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then in 2013, Android released Sonic Dash, which actually, that wasn't a bad game. Uh, I, I believe that was a side scroller. Um, then in 2014, uh, Mono uh, Xbox One released Monopoly Plus. Shout to Monopoly coming uh, live, live action. It's so good. Uh, Nam Omar says she always had cakes. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chun Li. She, she had cakes. She had thick. She had thick thighs. Chun, so obviously, she had cakes, but she didn't have these types of cakes. Chun like, Chun Li was supposed to be your athletic. Your athletic, yeah, thicker Asian type, like Asian girl. Um, right. they, I think they got her. I think they pretty much nailed her in like Street Fighter Four, um, some of Street Fighter Five maybe. Um, I just I do agree that they probably went too far. But again, hey, fan service is fan service. I can never knock fan service. Again, as somebody who watches anime, um, right. I can't oh, complain honestly. necessarily about fan service. <laughs> um, it's not it's not like it's not why I watch it, but it's like at the same point can't ignore it either it it, it it works for people man um again it probably wouldn't be as big as it is without it i don't know whatever, <laughs> whatever. um again sex sales man unfortunately unfortunately always always always, always and forever always will. will always will um then in 2014 pc uh released warhammer 40,000 armageddon hey i see a trend here Heck yes isn't warhammer 40k uh, what, what is it? Isn't that coming up only PC and then maybe shortly after on consoles here coming up? It's soon? coming to console eventually. Yes. 
Hopefully it comes out. Um, I mean, they said but, shortly. Look, hopefully, Warhammer got its start on PC, so it is what it yeah. is. But uh, it, it's picked up again. Xbox and Warhammer have been really tight. That IP. There was even rumors before uh, ABK deal that Fat Shark um, was a pickup for Xbox. So, oh wow! Okay. Warhammer, Warhammer 40K has done very well for Xbox. Hundred yeah. so. percent. And it's a different style of game. I, again, this is definitely going to be uh, probably the first Warhammer that I end up, actually end up really diving into and uh, seeing if I enjoy it. Again, it's, hey, it looks the, over the top. Tim the Sorcerer says he appreciates us for, he compares us with the honesty of ACG, the sincereness, oh, nice. and that's what you do also like Jeremy. You take the time on a game objectively. Thank you. I appreciate that, Tim. I want 100% Tim. I greatly appreciate that. Again, that's part of, um, that's one of the big things that compliment means a lot, um, mainly because that's one of the biggest reasons me and Pong do this. Um, it's for that, um, to be objective again, if I, if I wanted to only talk about what I cared about, we would have a very short conversation, but I, I care about the entire industry, not just my opinion. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. And, uh, but that's just me. Everybody's going to be different. And I think that's what also makes this industry. Um, 2015 PlayStation Vita released criminal girls Two party favors. Ooh, criminal girls. That's a fighting game too, isn't it? Um, I mean, with a name like party favors, it might be much more than a fighting game. <laughs> I think criminal girl or no, I think about skull girls. No, it's a role playing. It game. is. Oh, uh, oh, delinquents. Yes. yes, 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 yes. I remember the. Uh, I got. I remember the artwork. I did not play it, but I do remember the artwork. It says delinquents are not criminals. Not yet. They tra- strategically died before they could commit their crimes and were sent to the hellspire. But there's an opportunity for delinquents to rehabilitate. <laughs> like Apparently, it. that's what the game was about. <laughs> Interesting. Um. Then in uh, 2015, arcade games released this. Uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy. In Japan. Uh, hopefully I said that right. I think that was the fighting game. Uh, that's the fighting game um, that they do uh, that has a lot of their characters in it. Yeah. I almost got into that. Uh, I heard it was all right. Uh, then PlayStation Vita released Super Dimension Neptune versus Sega Hard Girls. Okay. Um, yes, that this is Japan. Neptunia. This is Neptune. I, I love oh, wow. it. That's, okay. the, that's the one where they actually have the girls are representative oh, of other consoles. You would tell, one's okay, a PlayStation, you would tell me about that. One's a PlayStation, one's an Xbox, one's a Nintendo. I like yeah, that. It's awesome. It's I, I, I liked it when I, when I first looked that up and I saw the yeah. art on it, I was like, I, yeah. I really like that. I really like that yeah. concept. I want to yes. animate this based off of that, where they kind of, where, yeah. <laughs> where they bring it's in awesome, all the Call to War drama and shit. Yep. That would be yep. so fucking badass. Like, it would uh, be. It would be. Got your those Xbox great, anime girl, PlayStation. Those are oh, great RPGs. Lots of fan service in those, but those are actually really good RPGs. They make a ton of them. So like they're always out, but they they really are good. So that's, and the story awesome. and the writing is excellent. Yeah, that's that's so fucking great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we I need, we need that we need that. Um, <laughs> then in twenty twenty PlayStation four release Labyrinth of Galleria, the Moon Society in Japan. Nice, okay. nice. Um, then in twenty twenty one PC released Boyd's Calling Episode Two. Don't know what happened to Episode One. Uh, whether well, whether it was good or not, but. With that being said, that was your This Day in Gaming segment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hopefully you enjoyed yourself today. The Blue says, Pong Soul is the best game salesman. <laughs> hey, hey. I don't Pong, know about that. Hey, Pong Soul will, go make you, will make you buy Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. 
That's true. Because it's a great game. Yeah, and then uh, he needs a he needs a remake, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh, I need a new one. I need a new one for current gen only consoles. And then we I want to jiggle physics. Oh yeah, Dead or Alive was always good about that though. Overall, volleyball. oh of course they were. I mean, of hey, we need a new Dead or Alive too. We do need a new Dead a, or Alive. That was a rumor. That was a rumor they had. A, Not uh, some bullshit Dead or Alive where you give me a game and I gotta buy every character. Like, okay, what are we doing? And stop with the costume packs. Like, yeah. Like I'm for DLC, but eighty dollar no. costume packs. I like and what Tekken like does. Five of them. No thanks. I like what Tekken does. Make me work for the cosmetics. Sure. I'll earn a currency in game, whatever. But goddamn it, put it in the game. And then if you want to release other characters and release additional cosmetics, cool. And but goddamn it, just let me customize my character and give me those options. I, damn, not just. I don't know. It's real. It's mad weird. Oh, before I forget to steal, uh, real quick. Yeah, too, go ahead. Speaking about selling games, mm-hmm. um, I want everybody who's listening still here right now. I know most of you left because we're getting through the outros. But if you haven't left, why don't you go check out this game on the game store, on Xbox's game store. It's releasing in the next next week. It's releasing next week. It hmm. wasn't on our list. I think it's next week. I think it's what November it? 30th. It's called Sword of the Vagrant. I want you to go. Wa- I want you to go look at this game. Anybody out there who remembers Dragon's Crown, the game from Vanilla Vanillaware, uh, published by Atlas, the hand-drawn animation. This is a ten-dollar game coming from some small Chinese company. I believe it's a Chinese company. It the animation is hand-drawn, hand-painted backgrounds. It is gorgeous. It's a two D side-scrolling RPG. Okay. I want you to go check this game out. $10. I think I'm picking this game up day one just because it's $10. They ripped off Dragon's Crown artwork. I, like, I don't care because it's so gorgeous. Um, it just looks fantastic. So everybody go check it out. Sword of the Vagrant. It's in the Xbox Game Pass store. I believe it's November 30th. It's dropping. $10. Um, but like I said, if you were a Dragon's Crown fan from back in the day, talk about fan service. Dragon's Crown was amazing, absolutely freaking ridiculously good. Vanillaware and uh, published by Atlas. Go check this one out. It looks really good. Steel, did you bring it up? Yes, I have it playing in the oh, background okay. currently. Yeah, go just go take a look. Again, $10. There's a lot worse you could spend $10 on. This yeah. actually looks really good. The devs got uh, Dev Diaries. They're making another game, too, about some high school girls and like that are like were in prison, and now they're back in high school again. I don't know what the hell that one is. This one right here looks fantastic. 2D side-scrolling RPG. Looks yeah, really it's got, good. And it's character. got some combat to it. So yes, it's got combat to it. It's got skills. You power up your skills. You get new weapons. Go crafting. It's got a whole story behind it. I don't know how long it is, but for ten freaking dollars. This you said this is on everything. Uh, it's only on. I haven't checked everywhere. It's on Game Pass and PC, I believe. Or uh, not Game Pass. Excuse me. It's on Xbox and PC, I believe. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks dope. I mean, again, fan service got the chick; she's half naked. Um, you know, but she got, got some... alternate. She's got an alternate costume where she's covered up a little bit more too. Oh, nice. Guys are worried about that. Yeah, that'll, that'll probably be my. I like to cover my girls up. I I like them to look sexy with clothes on. I I, I don't know. Maybe that's me. I, I don't know. I do that. It's it's you. Yeah, maybe I, I I like to do that, man. <laughs> I mean, of course, you got to accentuate the curves and everything, but I like them for them to have clothes on. I don't know. There's something appealing to that. Um. Anyway, 
Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. So everybody go check that out because I'm always <laughs> for these smaller developers coming out of nowhere. Yes. Um, and coming up with something cool. And again, Dragon's Crown was such a beautiful game to me. And so few developers use that hand-drawn animation and painted backgrounds that when they come out, they're absolutely stunning. I think this one does a look for $10. Yeah, and again, I mean, gaming is art. This is a good example of, I mean, 100% art. Um, you wouldn't be, you can't argue with me that, that this isn't art, especially from everything that you've explained. It's, it's coming out on everything. Together. It's coming out. It's coming out on everything, by the way. Switch, okay. PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. So nice. So, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, try it out if you're if, uh, into it. Sort of the vagrant. I'm gonna keep that running in the background while we run our ad trail. So. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, again, I do want to thank you for joining us on episode 81 of Living Split Screen. Again, audio listeners, even live listeners, um, we greatly appreciate you guys for sticking out with us. Again, it looks like we still are holding our retention, so that's awesome. Again, we're speaking about that. Um, and as many as you watch the show, you also hit that like button, so that's always a beautiful thing. Again, um, I'm also going to work on some things because uh, from what I've been told, copy um, when, was, when you get copyright claims and things, they can work against you as far as the algorithm goes. Uh, and right now, with the theme music that we're using for the show, uh, I keep getting copyright strikes for it. I guess they might have full out bought the uh, the beat, whereas I just have a license for it. Um, and I think my I t- my my time might be up. I think I only bought it for a year, or so I I gotta look back at that email. But so our theme music might change a little bit, uh, just because I do want to make sure that we get as much reach as possible because that is something that's important for us. I am going to try to continue to. Um, stream on living split screen when I can. Um, I'm just kind of with two minds about it. Cause I do want to, I mean, I want to grow my own channel, but, um, I want to grow living split screen more. So it's just like, I, re- I really would rather bring content, uh, to living split screen as a, cause it's more of a conglomerate, right? Yeah. We do podcasts here right now, currently, and I don't necessarily consider us ourselves just a podcast show. Um, you know, I, I want to. I take us a little bit more seriously than that. Um, I do want to, at some point, uh, get our LLC situated and everything so we can be, really be an official um, brand and everything. Because, I, I mean, I at least that, that's how much I believe in it. I know Palm believes in it also. Um, but that's kind of my goals. I'm just kind of thinking, you know, speaking out loud, talking to you guys, and also kind of talking to Palm too. Uh, we don't get to talk on a week-to-week basis all the time because uh, life gets crazy, man. Uh, but uh, definitely stay tuned with us. Uh, so I... That might just be what I do is just start streaming more on living split screen again. But with that being said, um, the deal is still in place. It's either 1K followers but by the end of the year um, on YouTube, 1K sub, excuse me, um, by the end of the year. And I will stream Callisto Protocol um, from my own dollar um, for you guys live, raw, and uncut. Uh, so you guys can be see me be scared of my, out, of my, out of my draws. Or um, the other side of that, is if someone ends up gifting me the game, um, I will um, not only say, hey, greatly appreciated, thank you, but I will, as a thank you, also stream the game on Living Split Screen, live or on Uncut. I will play the complete game, start to finish, on stream so you guys can get that experience because uh, I do think it's going to be funny. Uh, I don't think it's going to be funny for me, but uh, I think you guys will get a hell of a laugh out of it, and that's probably going to start us down a really uh, bad, uh, dark hole for me where i don't know we i I might end up you know getting getting over a phobia maybe i I don't know i don't think that's going to end up happening these these games get really uh off to me but neither here or there uh but yes if you guys end up doing that i will stream the game from start to finish just because um 
again i know that we can get 300 followers at any point but um i at least wanted to give the people another option uh so you guys can still get that content right because it could still i think it's still going to be good for the channel um overall i think it's going to be a good fun time to have so that's just my opinion um with that being said you can't find me i still rain i the t is a seven everywhere um easiest is type it into google um you'll find all my links um i use it for everything um but if it's uh on nintendo currently uh i'm still 100 invested in that uh, xbox twitter uh playstation no matter what i still reign i the t is a seven i am mr live Ronda cut himself the mr i we take that rts approach pull yourself out of the world uh pull those resources together uh well, after we look at the darker crevices of the map, we pull those resources together, build up our own foundation along with our community um, so we can work, start working towards those three billion gamers that Phil Spencer talks about. Um, this was a beautiful and amazing episode. Again, um, there is always something missing when we do get it, when we do end up missing these Saturdays. Um, I do feel rejuvenated, like I'm just ready to take on the day, uh, but neither here nor there. Um, it's always a good time chopping it up with you. And to hear your opinions on things, just to, and just to have uh, you know conversation, man. I'm, I'm greatly appreciative that we are we are here doing it, man. So, uh, much love and uh, lead the people out, man. Great to be here yet again. Still, uh, the Saturday feels better now. I got to talk, uh, get on some rants, get some opinions out because we haven't had a chance to do that on a show together for a while. So amazing to be here and chat great to see all of you come back again it's it's a holiday weekend for a lot of people um you know slow news week we're starting to come into the doldrums of uh gaming news as companies kind of get a lot of releases we get a lot of cool games but the news starts to slow down because um, everybody starts to go on vacation themselves from the gaming companies so these next couple months here is going to be interesting to see what happens um but uh, thank you all for joining us yet again on a saturday after a week off we appreciate it so much. Hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving for those of you that Absolutely. did celebrate. For all of you uh, that didn't, I just hope you had a fantastic week as well, um, no matter what you were doing. And I hope your weekend's going well. Thank you for starting it off with us or spending the afternoon with us, uh, depending on where you're at. Love you all. Nothing but respect, as always, for being here with me and Steel. Again, like Steel said, we've got big plans. We wish we had more time, more resources, more everything, but that's real life. So we're going to do what we do as we can and uh thank you all steel of course brother thank you for running everything behind the scenes and getting stuff done you got a busy schedule yourself so i appreciate you getting it done on saturday um but uh otherwise you know what it is xbox twitter it's pong soul you can find me there no i don't have any other social media sites set up nope i don't so i'm not going to sit here and talk about those uh i'm going down with the ship as, as long as twitter's here going to be me on twitter i would like to expand elsewhere steel and i at least the brand expanding yes. elsewhere living split screen um no matter what but we'll see about that down the road otherwise tonight it's the shop podcast it's ptk blam's channel be there i see the blue one showing up in here uh the blue one brother we'll see you tonight on the shop he's always over in the chat as well um so ptk fuzzy myself eight uh, excuse me i get this right now 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time now. The PTK's Arizona time. So that's when we'll be on. And then, of course, um, you can be there. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. And, again, with the Newsweek, we'll probably have some time in there for the chat to bring up some topics and bring them on over with you. Um, otherwise, Tuesdays, 
still technically on the panel, whether I'm there, whether I'm not. Again, Boom keeps adding, so he's always got a full show on Tuesdays. Xbox Factor Podcast every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Be there for all good things green. Thursdays, it's p.m. in the p.m. with Pong and Mav over on Fun Speculations Channel, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. This week, we do have a special guest lined up. Has not been announced yet. Um, somebody very familiar with the community. Been on in there before, but, uh, you know, again, never know what happens during the week, so we'll wait until Mav announces this, but be ready for that. So Thursday night, it's p.m. in the p.m., and then Friday's Fun Speculations channel yet again for Xbox Ultimate now officially at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. We will be back this next week. We were going to have a show last night, but Mav had some family stuff come up. Is what it is. So, but we will be back this next week. So be there for Xbox Ultimate, where we go left, we go right, we go up, we go down. But we're always talking good gaming talk along with the laughter. So be there. Uh, otherwise, next week, living split screen yet again. God willing, Steel and I will be back. Otherwise, it's the golden age of gaming. Truly, truly is. Thankful for this community thankful for this gaming industry, thankful for the friendships like Steel's that I have made through this whole um, process. And love you all. So again, get out there, play what you love, love what you play, enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you all real, real soon. Steel, get us out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, y'all have a fantastic rest of your day. Stay safe this weekend. Hopefully next week as you get back to that Weekly Grind is uh, starts off a pretty amazing, and if it doesn't, much love, prayer, and energy sent your way. And other than that, we'll catch you guys on episode 82 of Living Split Screen next Saturday morning. Y'all must y'all stay easy and stay safe out there. Much love.